This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Throw gang. I don't say this every week, but we are joined by the pharaoh of freelance, man's going nuclear on the newsletter, the imam of if you know, you know, the wigwam of wieners, the prince of profiles, the vintage vibe master, baron of email blast, the pasha of the pen, the wizard of word count writer, and big time member of the media elite, Jonah Weiner. What's going on? That was amazing. Hey, Jonah. The one member of the West Coast media elite. Well, the West, so, you know, the East Coast is on the right. So actually the West Coast is the alt-right. So you're, you're yeah, a member sure. of the alt-right media elite. Yeah, that's why we had you here because you really represent the alt-right. And we should clip this out. <laughs> As a journalist, uh, you know, if you want anything off the record, you know what it is. You have to say this is off the record before you say it. Um, yeah. We no backsies. We learned right. that the hard way. We learned that the hard way. We learned that the very hard way. Jonah, how's it going? What's up, dude? Chilling. Chilling, guys. I, I, I don't want to geek out too much. Uh, please, but by the least, way, please go totally off. James knows I've been a fan of, uh, first time, long time, been mm-hmm. a fan uh, of the vision, the audio vision. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, that's the word. That's a technical yeah. term for sure. So, uh, yeah, super st- honored, uh, grateful to, to be with you guys virtually, to be dialing in with the boys. I, mean, I, feel like we're, I feel like we're taking it back to our roots where it's like, yo, we are like, you have zero clout. You have like 200 followers on IG, but it's oh, private. Are private, you private account. Un- Will you go on private to get all the clout from this promo or are you gonna keep it on Twitter.com? I, you know, it, there's been a couple of times where um, like I've written about someone like, like Lord once uh, uh, Instagram, like put my at in an Instagram after I wrote about her. Nice. And for three days I was just denying, like there's no <laughs> way to just like, just all the requests from Lord fans who were like, just because Lord shouted me out. Now that'll probably stay private because people don't want to see that shit. It's my cat. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then yeah. my post, my post a fit, but it's, it's basically me and my cat hanging out. So I think Blackbird spy plane is probably the IG that'll, oh, uh, oh, that's what the, you want the throwing fits bump. Yo, save it for the plugs, bro. But save yes, the plugs. act like you've been here before Jonah. Well, and much like the choice to unlock or lock your IG, the choice for your fit check is to go top down or bottom up. I feel like I don't need a really, you know, explain this more for you because you, you know, first time, long time. Yeah, it, no, it look, it, it's Antifa over here. We do our fit <laughs> checks in a non cop manner. Yeah. So one question I had do you, do you guys worry that at a certain point the cops will be listening? They'll catch wives to the whole, you know, like. I don't know. I honestly think the FBI has already tapped in for that whole period of time where we were just asking people whether or not they would assassinate the president. Yeah. Um, in so, so many words. I'm we stopped really, asking that. We stopped asking that because someone was like, I think you're not allowed to ask that. Yeah. Yo, we do what we want and we shoot first and we ask questions later. So, you know, uh, much no, like it, cops, much like real police officers, TF also shoots from the hip. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. It's b- bottom up. No question. Um, What's on the you, Thank you for your service. This, so this is, this is like a, this is a little built structure in my backyard that I walked out to, but the, I kept the shoes oh. outside. Oh, it's a, no so it's a real inside. bungalow. This is a real bungalow in the backyard. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's a bungalow. It's just, a, it's one room. I was able to close all the doors, soundproof it. This is, this is where I've been doing calls like this. And um, my wife's in the crib. So it's just Yo, us. I need and, and, she, and Chef is not here to, uh, to kind of relate to this, but you are currently yeah. in the yay area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smoking. Right. Yeah. Everybody got choices. 
But it's really it's looking really sunny behind you, James. Actually, it's looking oh, pretty good I have for magnificent. Uh, I have magnificent natural light. Look at this. I'm just you know beautiful. I, I have trouble sleeping past seven a.m. It's it's a real nightmare. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> But yeah, so what's the shoes okay, are outside. So what, what would be on the feet? Yeah, what, what's waiting outside for you when you when you virtue when you you know venture out? Excuse if you me. weren't in this like zen ass white airy bungalow with the exposed beams, seriously, this is a very whoa with that nice little little chair. That that shit is not from Wayfair. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I feel like your your whole you're just catching a vibe right now, or a vibe has been caught spectacularly on Zoom. I can feel it. There are many angles I could have chosen to, to orient my laptop. This was trust. This is very carefully. This considered. is the vibiest oh, corner. This, this is the vibe Jay, corner. The vibe this is the corner. vibe corner. Yeah. Yeah. This is a concept that we were exploring at some point, James, because like you said, for the recorded stuff we were doing, I guess for the paywalled boys only stuff, the background is incredibly important. You want oh, the yeah. vibiest thing possible, but yeah, this right. no video is being recorded for this though so yeah well, but you know FBI's, what I think the, the fbi is going to re- review mm. this later but like other than that yeah we're sure. good i think also just you know the the listeners are going to hear the way they're going to hear our visual um experience oh, yeah. of this conversation in our oh, yeah. voices yeah yeah they're probably uh, super high and drunk so yeah i would imagine they could potentially start yeah trying. they understand that chuck is in a fucking bushwick dungeon right now yeah with the with Travis the piss, Scott behind piss you, yellow, like that piss yellow walls and no art on the on the oh. no, not an art no art in sight. Hey James, will you give me permission to ask Jonah a question that's that's not on topic right now? Sure. All right, Jonah. So this cover, right? You wrote this the oh, one right. behind Chuck right now. You wrote this cover story, you know, famously. Um, when this cover, the photos came out, bro. It's too funny, man. I was dying laughing. I feel like the oh, internet, right. the, the internet had a, a ball with that. Now, my question for you is: Can we can we just mention just, what? Can we just mention what uh, covers what publication it is, just so the people yeah, at home can look it up? It's Rolling Stone, and it's Travis Scott in orbit with Raps' new superstar, written by Jonah Weiner. And it is, and people clowned on his hairdo. Like well, major. I mean, yeah. The, the the so did you see it when the public saw it, or did you did your editor give you like a sneak? Do you remember? I can't remember. It's not typical that I would necessarily see the cover. Right. It's like art is kind of you know separate uh, separate from edit. Uh, certainly, when you're on the freelance side. art. <laughs> In this case, meet memes. Yeah, but um, <laughs> memes. <laughs> yeah. No, if your so cover's I not, if your not the, getting memes. If your cover's not getting memed, did True. it happen? Come on. True. That's actually a really fair point. I don't know if there's some greater discussion here to be had of like, in the past three years, have covers progressively gotten more novelty? Memeable. Yeah, novelty to some degree because like this one was big. So uh, so you didn't necessarily see this ahead of time? You saw it when it dropped? Yeah, I can't remember. I might have seen it when it dropped. And I was just like, I'm going to let him cook. I don't know what the fuck a cool yeah. hairstyle is anymore. <laughs> Does that bode like when a cover like this drops? Does that bode better or worse for your written word? Meaning, like more people are going to be like, "Wait, what?" and check in, or more people are going to be fixated on the potential, the meme potential yeah. versus the words. It, it, the meme might actually be a, a, a screen that catches a lot of engagement versus being something that draws people in. It might stop. It might stop with Travis Scott's hair, as far as this one's concerned. Do you ever okay. get competitive? Do you ever get competitive? Like I, you know, I I don't want the cover to outshine the 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 profile because like if people get too fixated on the cover, they're not. Yeah, it might bring a lot of attention to like the article itself, but what's the time spent? 
Yeah, but you know what? Actually, hearing you say that, I think to, I got to revise my answer to Larry because if the cover's trash, then people aren't sure. I, they aren't even fucking with it at all. It's got to be yeah. something, right? It's got to elicit some type of emotion. When we see when we say trash, we mean like literal garbage, not like this yeah. kind of. This isn't trash. This is something. But yes. what about what about and and this is you know we should probably talk. We'll talk about it in the meat and potatoes, but we'll give people a little taste. You know, if they want to go behind the paywall. What about uh when you're writing a profile? If you want to get that like real viral soundbite out of an artist like are you always scheming for that like do you know when you have it are you ever surprised by kind of what takes off when you when something comes out of like Pharrell's mouth or Daft Punk's uh you know metal slits like what do you ever angle for that yeah I mean I guess to an extent like to the extent you can prepare for something it would be you know topic x that you know people care about that relates to whoever you're interviewing and you're going to try and do your best to frame some question that's going to get you know, a good answer. A lot of times you can't, you just can't engineer for it. I think that probably these days depends how like media trained and media savvy someone is. They've probably already had a conversation with a publicist about what they're going to disclose, what nuggets they're going to give, what they're going to withhold, how they're going to talk about it. And that's certainly why um, it gets harder and harder to do the kind of profiles that I really like doing when you spend a lot of time with someone so that whatever that media training kind of like defense mechanism that they've got in their head breaks down and they're like, Oh, I'm just chilling. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, do you artists these days, do, do they give you less time because A, there's more publications or more choices where they can like choose who they want and B, like they, they can show off their personal life through their fucking TikTok or IG or whatever? Yeah, I think that's probably a factor. I mean, up until probably still to this day, it might be diminishing. I think like something like Travis Scott on the cover of Rolling Stone, like the cover of Rolling Stone still feels totemic, even if you're Travis Scott's age. Like it still feels like something that obviously is is real, it's physical, and it's like, uh, it's a credentials in a way. Right? It's a career milestone. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but but even there, like people are just kind of um, I think that like if publicists are savvy, and typically you're dealing with publicists in terms of setting up your access, they want to limit the surface area. They want to limit how much time you're with this person because the more time you're with them, I mean, just like if if you're a publicist doing your job, it, it construed in the narrowest way, you're just trying to like not have any fuck ups and you don't want that's why to we come have out. guests. That's why we have guests on for four hours plus. Exactly. Because we know they're going to fuck up eventually. And it's called gotcha journalism, baby. Welcome to Hollywood, bro. We're about we're oh. about uh, 20 minutes in, and we haven't even got to the fucking shoes of the fish. Uh, oh, yeah. What are the shoes outside? <laughs> what are you outside? I'm looking at them right now. They're also my last John, but I caught the... Um, Damn, two it, birds, it, one stone. Two birds, one John. Yeah, so we're, that 20 minutes, we just earned it because we just saved another <laughs> five or whatever down the you line. Um, I caught the, uh, the Salomon uh, Boris Bijan Saberi joints. Okay. Do you know these? Yes, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Um, I don't, which I don't which know model? Are they the ones that look distressed or? They all look distressed. Oh, they look distressed. They're not like, um, there's some, they're, I think the colorway is light gray. They kind of reminded me actually of the Air Max 97 Silver Bullets. They have a real yeah. kind of. The zip, all over. You're talking about the ones with the zip-up vamp that you have. No, 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 oh. no. Just laces. Here oh, I go. Okay. Yeah, I got, mean, whatever. It's it's an audio. It's an audio experience. Yeah, I was gonna say, pull up show, the warlock. Show the, pe- show the, the people at home. Care? You think you think I'm doing this for some fuck back in Cleveland? I'm doing this for me right now. I want to see the shoes. All right, well, here they come. Let's go. I can't move past it, Jonah. Let's see him. Fuck it. Do you own these, Lawrence? Uh, I have XT uh, sixes. I only have one pair. I know people that have a lot. This is. I don't know. Appreciate I don't know that. the model. No, yeah, of course. Nice, dude. Uh, yeah. they're, a little, they're, they're a little crazy, but um, are you gorped up like uh, XT? What is that? Are you gorping up Runyon Canyon in those? Or are you opposed like Lawrence? 
I, I, I'm not, I'm not, but like if something was like nominally gorp, I would take it out on a trail. I don't, these aren't like on ice or anything. <laughs> well, no, you got to trek between the crib and the bungalow, you know? They're sick. Also, right, right. Canyon. I keep thinking that you live in LA because you're such a fucking star studded uh, profile writer, but you're in Oakland with a lot of hiking Bay. trails up here. Was Guap Dad, uh, <laughs> E40. Do we believe right. the Solomon see. hype as a podcast? I love the Solomon hype like this. We, we, are so anti-sneak we're obviously post sneak we're so po- not even anti we're so post sneaker on this yeah. podcast we have achieved nirvana galaxy brain level stylings and profilings yeah. but i love the solomon sneaker that's a sneaker i buy every single day an xt6 or an XT6 let me ask you guys because a cool collab like what jonah has I'm let gonna- me ask you guys because i know i know about like that i know about it as a, a pure like function shoe but is it super comfortable um obviously they had their moment and you had guys like fucking push a t wearing them right. goddamn yeah. goat um Crazy. i never fell into that but it was never like something that i absolutely looked at and hated like 89 you know 90 percent of everything that else that happens uh so what is it? Is it comfort is it just like gorp stolen valor what is it I'm going to let our guests go first. Well, there's no stolen battle with me. I, I truly do take, take these out on like right. Redwood hikes. Um, R- these R- these, these right now are caked in fine Oakland Hills dust. <laughs> um, in addition to that, like Persian German distressing that they did before, before uh, selling them to me. Yeah. The, these are pretty dope. They, um, I mean, first off, like the functionality of this, like kind of a wire toggle on the front that you can just pull instead of laces that's fire that's just super do you fast. tuck them into the lace garage i went off on this on ig that's how you can tell a poser you know a, a, a <laughs> versus a purist right there's a lace garage under the tongue that you roll yeah. that little sucker up into do you use that jonah that's right i kind of let them flop no God damn it. I will the deck say, swing. What the deck swing. I will say this is an advanced cop because I basically uh, Boris or BBS, right? They haven't, it's all exclusive silhouettes. Like what you have is not what everyone else has. It's like based on the shoe, like that I had the XT6, but it's all new and it's like the, that's right. It's, it's if called you the know, Bomba you five. know, yeah, the Bomba five, right? This is like the, Bomba. yeah, the Bomba. Bomba number five. <laughs> La Bomba number five. Mo, Mo Bomba. Mo Bamba number five. Yo, any excuse to bring Mo Bamba in as the outro music, which I believe we've already used on a podcast. Probably several times. I'll not be named. But oh, we haven't used it on this podcast, and this is ab- that, that, yes, it's the fucking- Listen, listen bro. Back. If it was good enough for my wedding, it's good enough for the only podcast that matters, okay? The, the edited version of Mo Bamba <laughs> playing once yes. wedding. It was, just, it was just like 45 seconds of the, the beat, yes. and that's it. <laughs> but, but I'm sure Jonah could agree. That's a classy way to do it, dude. That's a respectful way- to do Mo Bamba at a wedding, obviously. <laughs> Sounds beautiful. <laughs> um, all right, moving up from, moving the, up. from, the, from the sneakers that you're not wearing. Yeah, what are the socks? socks? We're a big sock pod now. Yeah, it's a huge sock podcast right now. I've been buying a lot of, uh, I know, I just listened to the, to the, uh, the John Januzzi, you know, the Sock Doctor episode <laughs> yeah. right before I hopped on with you guys. Sockman. Um, yeah, Sockman. Yeah, a book, writer, a, a book writer as well. That's right. Bookmaker, bookmaker. These are um, this brand, Rototo. Rototo? Uh, Japanese oh, socks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we um, go. That I've gotten a few of. They're kind of like this waffle. Uh, yeah, these are these are dope. Um, Did you write about these on your previous newsletter that shall not be named? No. I feel no. like this is like something that like you would focus on and hone in on, and something that I would learn about from like your newsletters, like rare, rarefied, rarefied brands. Well, that's what's happening right now in our podcast. We're making money off of his fucking taste level. It's the perfect. It's these perfect. aren't that hard to find, and they're not that expensive either. R O T O T O. What what length of sock do you prefer? Is it no show? Is it ankle oh. like ankle crew? Is it tubi? No, you got to get you got to get like high above the ankle to 
Juicy tubey, dude. That all that or like a or like cat like calf calf line. Yeah, I think it, it's just called like mid shin. Yeah, okay. that's protect, perfect. Protect him from uh, you know bed frames of all shapes and sizes. That's I right. Bought, I haven't bought an ankle sock or lower in years, James. I know you love an ankle sock. I'd rather buy the sock and then sprezzatura it oh, down. Okay, you know, like if to achieve the length I want with a little bit of extra added je ne sais quoi, so to speak. I, no, I feel you, but uh, to me, I don't know. Ankle sock like does the job, and then yeah, like, I don't you, know, bro. You got you got the juicy, you got the juicy tubies and the and the shin boys, the long boys, <laughs> the long or boys. um the long boys for yeah. If you want to like you know scrunch it down, scrunch it up, whatever, show a little show a little ankle for a little scrunchy munchy. I know my boy Chuck knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, all right, what what's next after the socks? Are you even wearing pants? Yeah, I am wearing pants. I've had a bit of a pants crisis. Maybe you guys have helped me out. I've been trying to think of what my pants should look like um, for a variety of reasons. There's like a risk of kind of, I think, freezing your pants silhouette at a certain age and, you know, just like going a little too skinny, then trying to overcompensate, go way too big. Uh, It's been tough. These are pretty pretty good. I've been wearing these a lot. This is a brand called um, Attachment. It's also Japanese. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's a grailed brand, baby. That's like a grailed HQ slapper. People love it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I just I found them from this store up in Seattle that has a lot of cool Japanese lines called Blue Owl, um, and they're kind of this like techie sort of gorpy material. You could bring them out on the hiking trail. You could probably step into the boardroom with them. Um, can you go to the but, bar? Uh, can you go from the Can you go from the boardroom to the bar? Yeah, what's wait? The, so you could go from you could go trail? from a, you could go from the boulder to the barroom to we the go. bar, <laughs> and that's why I do what I fucking do, Jonah. Beautiful. I knew I knew you were going to come through with the assist. <laughs> I couldn't think of a B word. The mailman uh, always delivers. Not but they got so like, kind of like techie material, but um, pleats and like an elasticated waistband. So a little volume up top, a little tapered down below. Sounds yeah. fine. I mean, sounds yeah. sounds perfect. Like you're right about, uh, I feel like dudes who are a little older than me and Lawrence, which is the age bracket that you're in, kind of came up um, in, Lawrence, you're on mute, uh, kind of came up on like the whole like, you know, super skinny jean. Yes, the cheap uh, Monday wave. Ex- bro, the cheap Monday, the the nudies, like the Lil Wayne fucking, uh, what's the shit Wayne wore? Like the, the zoomies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the zebra legging shit, like the yeah. girlfriend jeans. Like- no, that's uh, <laughs> zoomies is the same Zoomies, zoomies. But that, those are, yeah, Zubaz, I think. Zubaz, Zubaz. Yeah. Right. No, that's like the, that's the Buffalo Those Bills. Like, that's yes, yes, pants. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But Wayne, Wayne also has like, what, who is it Wayne that says skinny Mike Amiri's like I skate? That's little Baby, right? Oh, little Baby, little Baby. Sorry. Um, but no, I it's bet. good to know that you're kind of like finding that decent middle ground between like volume, but nothing like you're not a fucking, you know, painter or skater. Unless you are a painter or skater, I don't know. Yeah, do you do either of those things? Do you paint and, do, and or skate? No, um... No, I have a pair of sneakers that I painted our house in. So it got some legit actual paint from seeing duty, but otherwise, no. Nice. What did you wear to, to paint? Because if I knew I had to paint, I would wear strategic johns that need the character in my mind. Did you do the same? I, it's just like really toasted pair of Jordan Bordeaux 7s that I've had forever. Ooh. They're all so, so much patina, so much terroir mm. to them that I said <laughs> some house paint is just going to add to the story. Those going to add. Those shits got an umami to them, a real soul, dude. Yeah. They probably literally taste very salty. Yeah, <laughs> like the ocean Fuck bust, yeah. like the ocean busted in your mouth. Damn, my um. man fucking painted in the Bordeaux. I love That's a Bordeaux. Damn, this guy rocks, dude. This is a, yeah. this is long overdue. 
And moving up to this very tasty, very classy, very, dare I say, sporty and rich <laughs> deck that you got on. Although it's Blas- not sporty and rich, let's be clear. <laughs> Blasphemous. This is a uh, this is kind of like a sort of drop shoulder uh, Lemaire sweatshirt Ooh, um, from Lawrence's like a favorite. year or two ago. Lawrence's yeah. favorite. True yeah, Lemaire yeah, or the Uniqlo time. shit? Because Larry can only afford the Uniqlo shit. That's not true. Don't fucking lie to me. I, I got paid. You have one pair of pants. Bro, I'm so fucking popping, you idiot, that I get paid to wear the Uniqlo Lemaire collab. And then I take that money and I fucking spend it on real Lemaire. Because that's, that's how I do very cool. Uh, yeah. Your family's Fuck dying. my dick. <laughs> your family's dying. <laughs> All right, so what, what is this? Is it a cashmere blend? No, it's just, what are you looking it's at just like a nice, it's just a nice heavyweight sweatshirt that actually I might take off because I closed the, uh, all the windows in here to soundproof the, um, the conversation and it's getting a little hot. So this might not be long for this conversation, but... Uh, what's, what's the T under the, the uh, La Mer? Oh, the T. So this, I just wrote about this uh, for the newsletter. This is... Um, uh, uh, a 1998 eBay find, actually covered in paint, probably from a painter, let's see, or a house painter. But it's um, yeah, I'll just show you guys while telling the people at home. Just the 98. RIP Steve Jobs, you dead. And dude. there's like all the paint down here. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. Lapper, what did that run you? What was the final damage on that guy? Well, so here's the thing: if it was pristine, it, they were asking three hundred dollars. Some sellers, Jeez. but this one was fifty bucks because it's what? got paint all over. It's better. It's yeah, literally better. better. Let's talk about better. Let's talk about Apple Merch for a second because you talk about, you know, when, when people think Apple Merch, they think about uh, the sneakers and they think about um, what's the one shit with like the apples down the sleeves of the, of the, of the long sleeve. And that's kind of yeah. it. But you, you're like, yo, there's, there's fire iMac merch. There's fire entire operating systems merch. Yeah. How well, deep of a hole did you fall into to like find this like weird little nugget of fucking Steve Jobs' legacy? Yeah, so I have to give credit um, to this Instagram follow that I think James, I think I saw you follow him after I wrote about him, but this uh, like octogenarian guy. Japanese dude called, I don't know what his name is, um, but his at on Instagram is Hoka Nobu Nobu. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think like, it's related to the Sounds like a nice little Saturday. I mean, to the sounds like a nice yeah, little yeah. Sunday. When I get a fit off in Malibu, that's what we call it, bro. A Hoka. <laughs> Rocking the Hokas to Nobu, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, baby. I think Narc Dad um, had Narc Dad had like uh, reposted a bunch of his shit, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to follow him right after Narc Dad." But then when, <laughs> when he posted about him, I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to follow him now." A lot of pride. Yeah. I'm going to follow his right followers. Now. Sorry, what's that? Yeah, he's got like fifty-eight, sixty thousand, like, and no, and no follows on his part. No follows, which is dope. Uh, what one thing that um, my wife and I wonder is whether it's kind of elder abuse. Like, what agency does he have? And like the John, <laughs> like the fits are so sick. The ensembles are so popping that we just. It feels something off, uh, about it just feels off. A little abusive. Got it. Uh, but he was rocking this um, very beautiful outfit with a, a T-shirt from this era for the iMac. Uh, not the iMac, the, uh, the G3 Cube or the G4 Cube. Um, very like short-lived. I don't think it actually sold very well. Macintosh computer. And we were both like, that is so much doper or at least more surprising than... Yeah, just like a rainbow-colored Apple 80s sure. piece right. of merch. It was like- well, what's funny about all that merch that people worship on um, Instagram is all that shit came after Steve Jobs left. Like, that's why they did all this. When you look back, it's kind of like, this isn't very tasteful. It's cool mm. in a retro way, like yeah. in a retro way. But yeah. it, and that, So it's funny, all the merch you're talking about is like the, the super classy shit, the promo that they did for his products. But the shit that everyone, they, the sneakers were post-Jobs and... I feel like all of the catalog stuff, the parasailing or what is that called when you um, 
surf with a fucking kite surfing wind wind surfing wind surfing yeah listen with all the shredding gnar etc it's like it's not even jobs bro he would yeah he would he's diluting the brand guy yeah he's an estate maniaki guy this is why we don't do merch because we're just doing like steve jobs would we're too pure we're too pure at a certain point yeah we're too pure to make money and dilute our brand uh just kidding uh if anyone out there knows how to make merch please bang my line (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this um, took like, and, and Ezra, um, we're going to talk about Ezra, but Ezra loved this shit, right? I, th- I saw him like, this was like one of the first newsletters of Black, what is it? What's your shit? Sorry. Blackbird spy plane. Blackbird spy plane. I was trying to text it to Lawrence earlier and I was like, yeah, I don't know, like Blackbird shit. I don't know. I followed on IG. <laughs> I, fo- I followed on IG. It's a great follow. It's a great follow. Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, free clout. You're welcome. But uh, Ezra, it was like your second ever newsletter from, that, from this new thing. And Ezra was like reposting it. Yeah, he's the homie. He uh, and that was totally uncoordinated. He just, man, I, he was he was feeling the specifically. I think um, he when he was on throwing fits, he was talking about how he wears uh, what's it called, the hand of Hamsa. I don't yeah, know if I'm yeah. saying that right. I think maybe that hand iconography resonated with him. Um, he that's has what it. it I think he of. has it on a pendant or some shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, he uh, he might have shared a couple images, but there's one in particular that was like '95 MacWorld from some very 95 looking illustration program with this super kind of like this, this interesting intersection in the Bay area in the nineties between like Burning man back when it was maybe a little less like Sumner Redstone going to like chop it up in the desert, like actual psychedelic right. ingesting coders yeah. type aesthetic. Uh, this t-shirt felt a lot like that. So that was one of the things in the newsletter. Yeah. Ezra shared that. That was cool. That sent a lot of people to it. Um, and yeah, I think what like what what Lawrence is saying is just like sort of more surprising to see Apple shit that doesn't register as that real '80s, right. you know, um, Apple sneaker type rainbow logo. We got to ask uh, before we move on from the fit check the panties. What are the panties? Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, these um uh, are. It sounds like they're going to be really hot, but I think Let I'm going to put some, you up. Ra- some rare Japanese shit. It's not Japanese. They're, this is actually because um, this is a cycling brand, but they make shit not for cycling called, uh, they're called Rafa. It's this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the British brand. They're in Soho. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. They're on Prince Street. Yeah. I, they're like, they make, uh, yeah, that's iconic, bro. R-A-P-H-A. R-A-P-H-A, I feel yeah. like I feel like they're big in New York. Like, Rafa might be bigger. Well, I don't know. I, uh, where are all the bikers? I guess the... Tr- the Definitely New York. I think it's a rich, it's a rich New York guy thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that they're I think that they're perceived in like the larger cycling world as like the poser rich guy shit. They're like really? the sat- they're like the Saturdays of cycling. What's cool cycling shit? Bian- Bianchi or well, that shit? Uh, I mean, Jonah talked about one today, right? I mean, it's not like it's not like purest oh, cycling, but well, it's no, like, that was like more of like uh, it's like cool biking shit. Yeah, that was yeah. cool guy bike. Well, I, I wrote about yeah, I wrote about a line called Team Dream that's out of LA. That's super cool. They actually do like this. They do the spandex serious like roadie shit, but I wasn't going to put that in the newsletter because. <laughs> No one wants to read about that, but me. Because um, are, are you big? Are you big cyclist? Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I've, I've gone like big into, like yeah, straight up like spandexed out road cycling since moving to the bay. You look like you're in good shape. Is that the main? That's like uh, your hobby. That's also exercise. It's the only thing. I, yeah, I've, like I've never. I can't exercise. I don't do anything but ride a bike. It's the only thing I've ever enjoyed. Like I can't run. Right. Yeah. Sick. Good for you, bro. Um, what about that? I want to ask about the hair. When was the last time you got a haircut? It was probably like at least like I was already overdue before, you know, shelter in place kicked in. So I'm. This is probably. Is this the style though? Is this the style that you do? We were joking earlier. I don't know if that will be in the episode, but you, you literally had the Jack Harlow haircut. 
that every uh, Zoomer on TikTok does. Is that intentional or is that like? This is what it does. No, I mean, this is long for me. The last time I had it this long, we might get to this, but I, I actually had a super bad cycling accident where I went into a tree and blacked out for it and broke a ton of shit. And I was in a neck brace for three months no. and couldn't get a haircut. And that's the last time it's been at this level. <laughs> shit. Sorry, I, didn't, I didn't mean to laugh. So when you look in the no. mirror, do you have, do you get PTSD? <laughs> yeah. When you see exactly. the cabbage. Oh my God. My <laughs> you, you see lustrous curls, but yeah, I just right, see right. Yeah. yeah you, it goes red. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, fit check complete, I believe. Unless you got any, like, is there a watch or anything? I am no wearing jewelry. a watch. I am wearing a watch. You want to talk uh, about it, Larry? Oh, yeah. What is it, that? This, Let's is, talk this, a, this might be a Larry moment. Um, it's an 85 GMT root beer <laughs> that I copped. Uh, God, this guy, you got to come on my own show and fucking hang your nuts in my face. Jesus. It's more so that I knew that, um, look, this is, this is a hang that I've wanted to have for so long that I needed to come correct. I need to actually. Wait, how long have you had it for? When did you buy it? So I copped it under, uh, uh, during a week that I spent in Los Angeles waiting for Kanye to decide whether or not he was going to agree to an interview. Okay. I'll back it up. Basically I was on a plane flying to Los Angeles right before Jesus came out and uh, he was locked in for a cover. And while I was across the country, North was born. And so when I landed, I got a text or an email from my editor. It was like, he just had a kid. He's not sure that he's going to leave the crib and do this interview. This is and so I spent a week. 2013. Yeah. Was Jesus 2013? That's yeah. what I'm seeing right now on the Google. Yeah, whenever Jesus yeah. was when I bought this, because essentially I spent a week in an Airbnb in Los Feliz, waiting to basically just like waiting for my phone to ring and for it to be Kanye giving me the green light. Yeah. And so I did two things. I made a list of Jonathan Gold's favorite taco spots in right. Los Angeles and just R. drove R. between them. How many did R. you R. hit R. up? How many hit up? Um, like a good dozen or so. Um, <laughs> Yo, so you were living the dream, dude. So you, so you ate at the best taco places in, in arguably like the taco capital, at least of North America, and you copped a fucking root beer GMT? Yeah. And it was like, obviously it was, you know, it's a splurge, but uh, I, I probably just justified it in the way that you're able to justify things. Well, yeah. I guess did, you, and did you an investment? Did you expense the yes. tacos? Did you expense the tacos? And did you expense the watch? Uh, I expense the tacos. If I could have figured out a way to expense the watch, that would have been, uh, yeah, a little more cost effective than like, Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch shop with Kanye. I had to do it for the story. That's yeah. right. That, no, James, I'm happy I'll let you go. That was a funny observation and question asked, but like, yo, dude, the appreciation on this watch, that's like the, you must feel amazing about this purchase with every minute that goes by of every day. That's right. Because I came back and my wife was like, you're super fucking stupid. Why did you buy that? And now I realized that actually the, the stupid thing was not buying two. Well, I, can, can I be so gauche to, to ask what you bought it for? Will you say? Well, uh, you don't I'm have to. You don't have to. Well, no, because he, this man might want to flip it and you never want to kind of give mm. away. Right, right, right. right. Don't like, show your hands in a place. You, yeah, exactly. you might have some rich, middle-aged throw gang, big gang homie with the big Skrilla hit you up in the DMs on your private IG. And yeah, be that's like, right. No one to hold price. him. No yeah. one to hold him, no one to follow. Although, to be fair, I think Jonah is our oldest listener. Wait, um, wait, Jonah, why is it not on a, do you have it on a leather band? Oh no! I actually just threw it on like a, a nylon black NATO. It came with a it came with a two tone stainless steel bracelet. Sure, it's just, it's just a little too much. An oyster. It, it came on the oyster bands. Uh, Jubilee. Jubilee, dude. I'm surprised you don't. Okay, I mean, listen. I, maybe I would be switching it up too if I had such a. This just know, dresses it down a little bit and doesn't. It doesn't get noticed. Yeah. yeah. Sure. 
I guess that's a, I believe they call that if you know, you know, in the bits. Yeah. Anyway. All right, James, thank you. But yeah, that's a great, I wanted to do that. That was wonderful. Bitch check complete. I mean, obviously, through, for the entire fit, we know that this is a man of exquisite taste. He's a big member of the media elite, the only member of the alt-right media elite, uh, by which we mean West Coast. We don't mean alt-right politics. Right. Of course um, not. And we don't so, want to confuse. I'm alt-right when it comes to the media elite, Antifa when it comes to the yeah. uh, fit check going exactly, bottom up. Exactly. <laughs> so is. clearly, even though you only have 277 Instagram followers, we want to know... <laughs> What you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with in this segment we call fuck with not fuck with. That shit's a working title. My dude, know that already. Maybe as a, as a, as a prestigious writer, maybe you can help us uh, come up with a title for this. Well, what do you think? Time, do you think this joke is still funny? Be honest. Don't lie. <laughs> Was it ever funny? Oh, it no, I love, funny? I love a bit that goes on way too long. So yeah, right? I'm not the guy to ask. Again, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, Kaufman-esque at this wait, point. Like, wait, a bit that goes on too long, kind of like the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Nice. <laughs> Boom. Zinger. <laughs> or stop posturing for the guest just because he has a watch a watch you like. Um, but Jonah, you clearly have exquisite taste. We see the watch, we see the Lamar, we see the chair, we see the fucking airy, light-filled bungalow. Uh, so we want to know, you know, for our own good and for the good of the 17 million listening at home, what you're fucking with, when you're, what you're not fucking with in the following categories. First up, obviously, we are starting with brands. We exist in a capitalist framework. There's nothing we can really do about it at the, in the moment. Uh, what brands are you fucking with right now, Jonah? There, I, I should give a shout out. There's a dude. Um, he's from Oakland, uh, but oh, he dude. actually lives out in New York these days uh, called Nick, who has a line called Small Talk Studio. Really, really small. There's a lot of hand-drawn stuff. Um, I think actually via my Instagram, like I wrote about him and uh, Mr. Mort, like ordered some pants from him off the IG. It's kind of like a very beautiful hand-drawn all over, very colorful. Uh, Dude, I, I was thinking about uh, copying like the purple tie-dye uh, t-shirt or long sleeve. It's, it's kind of like, it has like very yeah. um, almost randomly placed like appliques and graphics, uh, not just like, you know, a square hit in the middle of the chest, but it's kind of like a little bit all over the place. What is it's it called? Like, it's kind of like cact- cactus Small plant talk. meets online ceramics, but not like as in your face. Yeah, I think he's in that universe. He he has ah, fuck. I, I, he I definitely does psychedelics. He, has, he definitely does psychedelics. We say that there's a psychedelic vibe to it. He, I think what you're talking about the appliques are like um does some embroidery. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this word until very recently about cyanotypes, where you can print out something on it's blue, basically like a blue patch. Uh, yeah. But yeah, his his shit is dope. Uh, he's doing uh, a jacket for me right now. Ooh, um, he does. That I'm going to do a post about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it's maybe half of what he does. Um, Fire. But the, the the really cool, like, yeah, his printed stuff is cool. But his like hand drawn, hand embroidered stuff. Also, just like if you think about like what you would pay for like a Bodhi hand drawn like sure. you know corduroy suit, it's a fraction of that. Yeah. Um, so small talk. How does, a guy, how does cool. a guy like that sustain himself? Is it through just like is he someone that isn't trying to fucking, you know, get rich? Is he just trying to like scrape on by and, and maybe he gets a, you know, when Will Welch sees this, he's going to talk about it in GQ, but like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he has another job or what. Cause you know, San Francisco and New York, two most expensive cities to live in, in the country. So you're Um, you're saying this guy's going to freestyle for Will Welch. Like he's big Sean for Kanye and he's going to like, that's going to be his greatest career. He's going to roll up on Will Welch outside of the tower and start like embroidering some shit on some freestyle. Shit. Yo, for any of the throw gang listening, if you ever see Will Welch instantly hit him with like a fit check freestyle and see if he signs you. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, all right, so small talk studio you're fucking with. That's cool. Uh, you guys might know about this. This is like not um, the shit is cool in the sense of it's very beautiful uh, uh, garments, but it's not cool in the sense of like the aesthetic is not self-conscious at all. But there's this dude in Kyoto uh, who has a line called Tezomeo, which I think actually means handmade, but it's just all natural dyed sort of like T-shirts, sweatshirts, but you know, like cochineal for the red. Um, uh, what, what does he use? Like pomegranate skins for yellow. Ooh. So all natural dyed, very beautiful t-shirts, very beautiful sweatshirts. Tezomea. I'm trying to put on, I'm teas, trying to mention things because like. Tees like uh, the juice we drink on this pod. All natural, baby. All natural. It's natty t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, natty go. Dude, that's a free one. For, that's a free one if anyone's listening. All right, here's an idea, Lawrence. Uh, just, you know, off the dome. Why don't we make some natural, some natty juice dyed t-shirts for merch? Wow. That could be, that could be so, that's so stupid. It might just work, Jim. If we collab with like a fucking vineyard, just, you know, <laughs> use, use their, their waste grapes or some shit. Their waste I know, grapes. I know everyone on this podcast has been doing a lot of research trying to find the best vineyard. So I feel like the R&D already happened. Let's fucking, let's I'll shoot out some cold emails. I'll hit up Chris if, if if your t-shirt it. wasn't aged in an oak barrel, I just... <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So yeah, small talk, Tezomaya. Tezomaya. M-E-Y-A. Um, oh, yeah. And they actually uh, mentioning him as well because he ships to... Uh, I don't know what the situation is now with COVID, but he ships to uh, to the U.S. So there's not like a... You don't need to be in Kyoto to, to cop. But, um, but it helps. But it helps. Yeah. It helps. It probably costs less. Like the, that's isn't that the thing with Japanese shit? It's just like the the, Yo, the import it's, duties. It's it's crazy. Like capital in Japan, if you cop there, it is so. It's like low key affordable. Not affordable, but it's like yeah. not you know crazy prices well, that you pay. Yeah. On the few retailers that carry in the U.S. or you know secondhand. Um. So like if you can if you can cop via proxy, definitely do that. But also like it's not crazy out of this world pricing when you're in Japan, and the stores themselves are so. This is like this is like everything. Every brand that we love on the show is is definitely cheaper in Japan. You know, that's right. Everything from Nepenthes, Capital, fucking all of it. You know. Also, like the, uh, I mean, shout out Arlagache. Like when you when you okay. take out when you take out the VAT tax on these Scandinavian yeah. brands, yeah, yeah, it's a decent yeah. chunk of change that uh, you know, you can like. The thing is that when they display the prices, um, they don't take that the VAT tax out until you get to checkout. Yeah, up right. them directly, I guess. Yeah, buy domestic and then also buy direct, right? If you can. Anyone else you're fucking with at the moment, Jonah? Um, I uh, I ha- I haven't bought our legacy in a while, but I have like four shirts from them in heavy rotation. Um, that I honestly I don't need to buy others because those are just they, they, they do so much for me. Still, so much value out of those shirts, just like oh, button yeah. downs, like generation uh, our legacy generation shirts. Um, First of all, it's pronounced our legache. Um, just a little heads up. Yeah, come on, bro. You don't want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, the style guide, th- their own personal style guide, uh, spells it as L E G A C H E Axante Gu. By the way, I'm I'm, I'm going to cut ahead just before I forget. Since you mentioned the accent Agu, I'm not fucking with Celine since Hedy Slimane took the accent Agu off of Celine's logo. <laughs> oh, you, up, mi- you missed the old Celine. Yeah. Fucked up. I just missed that accent. I, I mixed that accent. As a wordsman, you it offended you as a wordsman. It really, yeah, it really did. Um, yeah, so that, it, I guess nothing else that would surprise people. Like, I got some capital shirts that are cool. Um, I do. I, I don't. I, I guess this is a semi-controversial brand on this on this uh, on this podcast. But I, I, I own Visvim waist up garments. Hmm. No Visvim waist down. What do you? What do you? Well, how do you feel about this overall, holistically speaking? 
Um, I can't, I can't, I mean, I, I, I'll like, I'll answer that along the lines that you guys have talked about the brand recently. We're like, I can't fuck with the native American, like, um, moccasin style shoes or anything like that. Okay. It doesn't feel right for a variety of reasons. So Um, it's interesting. We, we, we have, we have an indigenous person as a listener. Um, and I forgot, I fucked up and forgot to ask him on the juicy zoomy. (laughs) Hopefully he's back on episode two, which is coming soon. Um, but on the, on the cord, uh, the good cord, not the evil one. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, how do you feel about that? And he's like, I, I think his answer is basically like, not to like, you know, paraphrase or shorten the words of a native American person, but I'll speak for him on his behalf. He was like, he was like, there's so many people doing so soon, doing uh so doing us so much more dirty that at least he like can kind of like appreciates it and takes it and makes a bit of it, his own interpretation. And it's more of a jumping off point than like a direct rip. Whereas like you see, so many other people just, you know, exploiting and, and, uh, kind of like just like leveraging our shit and like, you know, selling it uh, with, with all the profits going to them. It sucks for your whole existence and like what offends you to be just a lesser of evils thing. So that sucks. And I feel for that dude, but like it, there definitely is worse stuff, you know? Oh yeah. And and I, and I'm just talking about more so like, just like me rocking that shit, like as a, you know, distinct from Hiroki Nakamura and his relationship to those, yeah, I, I actually that's a really interesting point that your that your reader ma- uh, that your listener made. Your reader talking like a print man, goddamn, <laughs> a printman, um, a printman, <laughs> like a like a true printman. But uh, yeah, no waist up. I I I kind of um, I went a little silly with copying like the same Visvim jacket in like four different versions. Something Ooh. about like just the fact that a little like hang tag comes with it, where someone in pencil has written this is number 42 out of 65 total. Just, I'm not smart enough to not just be totally suckered by oh, that. To be clear, <laughs> I feel like everyone on this podcast, the, the thoughtfulness that the brand has for the product is truly, you could argue second to none, right? And I think that that's why Visvim has the kind of guy that overlooks or the kind of fan who might overlook some of the other stuff because they, they really go for it, man, when it comes to the product, but they might be missing the forest for the trees or their fans might be, I'm not trying to point any fingers, but that that's really for me, the whole issue. But, but I also want to say not to give them the complete benefit of the doubt, but like, uh, you know, we are, I feel like we're focusing on a few items in like a large catalog of product, like obviously the mocks and a few of, you know, other things like take direct inspiration from, you know, whatever, like Native American tribes, but there's other shit that is more just like kind of like rancher shit. Like the, yeah, that's right. Or like, this is Ralph. This is, we could, you could also find Ralph shit to do the same. Oh, yeah. All the turquoise, the fucking, yeah. you know, the fringe, the fringe jackets. Or just even the straight up iconography. And I think that's probably like older stuff from the nineties that gets repurposed because it was so popular, which I guess you could argue is bad and you shouldn't do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like you wouldn't wear a headdress. Everyone can agree on that. But there's these more nuanced things that like are a weird conversation that people don't want to have, right? Right. That's true. That's true. Wouldn't wear a headdress, but might wear like Viz Grizzly boots or something. Yo, I have FBTs. I have Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Lawrence, (laughs) don't get us canceled. Before, like right when we're on the cusp of you know becoming fucking worthy of a Jonah Weiner profile, and even more embarrassing, here's the worst part: I bought them at retail. Oh my! But maybe I'm overthinking it. I mean, it's a beautiful. It's like a. It's a beautiful object. I just kind of I get in my head about what it would look like for me to actually. Kanye wear. 
for them, Jonah. Kanye. Jonah, real, real quick. Um, you are a man with journalistic integrity, unlike us. Uh, we'll cut out whatever you want. But yeah. um, say the word, boss. You being on this podcast, are you now disqualified from profiling us? No, I don't think so. Thank okay, good. All right, we're, I'm we're reporting gonna, we're right now. Going. We're going to keep wait, going. Wait, Jonah. I was, are about you, to, I was about to end the pod. Wait, Jonah, are you offended? And this is a bit about ourselves, so I'm jumping ahead, but I feel like we should give some meat and potatoes ahead of the paywall, just a, just a taste, because this is a such moose a good bush. episode. Moose yeah, Moose Bush. Um, are you bummed that another dude beat you to the punch and is doing the profile, the profile on Throne Fits? Capital P. I'm going to be honest. I was out for a bike ride earlier today. Like I said, listen to that John Januzzi episode, and you guys mentioned the New Yorker story, and Ooh. a little part of a little part of me was little, just, you know, just, I can't, couldn't avoid feeling a little pang. You're right. like, am I, am I butthurt or is my saddle riding up my fucking asshole right now? <laughs> You're too close. You're too close to the, to the sun, dude, to the source. The guy who Icarus. wrote it, the guy who wrote it, who's very cool. Shout out Daniel. Um, I feel like there was a, he had the healthy distrust for us that you mm. need. I feel like you're too big gang, bro. We yeah, can, we're like, we're like 90, we're 90% sure it's going to be a glowing profile that, you know, raises our profile, that raises our, our profile, literally, um, no but, but 10% like, yo, what's our continued, like, yeah. we all know, so Lawrence and I, you know, and everyone on this call, like we're, we're raised by the internet. We know what to do when you get canceled. So like we have break glass instead in case of emergency type shit lined yeah. up, but like, Hopefully it doesn't come to that. You know? I'm going straight to Israel, bro. If I get canceled in America, <laughs> I'm yo, I'm fucking going back to the mother the motherland, dog. <laughs> I'm going to Kyoto. I'm gonna work for Tezumaya. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other brands you're fucking with at the moment, Jonah? Like clearly uh all you know, small brands with lots of intentional craftsmanship. I think that's and, and in, in part that's kind of like the way that I write it. When I write a story, even if it's about Travis Scott, like I'm just trying to and I don't mean to single it out. I mean, like whether it's a pop star or whether it's someone, whether it's a fine artist, I'm trying to watch them work. Cause I love actually when you encounter something, you know, it, whether it's a movie or a pop song, it's kind of the finished result that is kind of compressing all this work and all this intention, theoretically all this talent and ingenuity and innovation and problems and like people fucking up. So I'm always interested in actually seeing stuff get made. So that's probably actually the, the through line between like fucking with someone like small talk and fucking with Bisbim. Um, with Vism, in a sense, I'm just kind of justifying spending way too much dough in part because I learned that there was this community that would dye their kimonos by burying them in the mud. And now homie makes his jackets that way. And I'm like, oh, that story is so good. I can't resist that. Sure. Um, yeah. So whatever. And I probably, I, I, I probably, um, I wanted to shout out small talk in Tezumea, but yeah. Right, you love storytelling. That's why you love this podcast because we're storytellers. Right. We've talked about right. this. He's a storyman. He's a yeah. storyman. Yeah. All right, uh, let's flip the coin. What are some brands you are not fucking with? Ooh, cannot um, wait for this. Yeah. So yeah, the you know we mentioned Celine. He's got. I don't even know if the That's clothes good. are good. Like my wife was rode hard for Phoebe Philo, so I'm just kind of biased against him. Are you guys yeah. both? Are you guys uh, uh, both John's enthusiasts? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For is sure. She kind of, is she on it's the really same wave? Dream. Is she on the same wave as you? We'll kind of broaden each other's horizons, which is to say, you know, like she might, something might show up that she copped and I might raise an eyebrow and she'll either, we'll test each other because she's going to see that raised eyebrow and she's either going to say, you're wrong, you don't know, you don't know, <laughs> not on my level, or she's going to think about it the next time she puts it on and maybe it'll get returned. And I think I'm the same way. Yeah. She's in without giving too much weight because I don't know if this is a uh, off topic or off limit topic, but she's in aesthetics professionally, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I definitely want to mention her because with this newsletter, she's actually been pitching in on just kind of like finding shit. Uh, she's got a great eye, but she used to be a trend forecaster and a color forecaster. Um, and now she works for a super small boutique brand that is on the same tier as like Small Talk Studios and Tezomaya. Um, I've heard of it, I think. Um, what is it called again? Well, I, this is, I can't say anything about it literally in the sense that she doesn't, she cannot tell me anything about her job, but she works for Apple's design team. So she's like, <laughs> she's got the badge that opens up the door that lets her into the kind of like, oh, this is what they're working on in 2025. And Ooh. truly like she is not allowed. She cannot, it's just, I, I have no idea what she's working on. I mean, that's fine. The only, thing we, the only thing we care about is can she get a set employee discount? Yeah, and blink twice if the next iPhone is a flip phone. No one... <laughs> oh, shit. No one ever... <laughs> No, no, I wasn't even. Dude, that was a joke. That was that was a joke. That was a joke. I was I was I was thinking about the employee discount. Uh, no one has asked <laughs> for that from her at all yet. So really, yeah. I get the employee discount from from Nick Restivo, the fucking condo owner out in L.A. Yo, shout out, shout out, new new homeowner Nick Restivo, our boy at Apple Music. What's up, Let's buddy? Go. We see you, King. We see you, King. I right, so not- music people. I don't know Nick. He's a. Uh, I don't know if he's Apple. Uh, yeah, he's Apple. He does he's social Apple media. Music. Social media for Apple Music. He's our complex alum. Bra- yeah. Just just a brolic, uh, uh, a vo- uh, University of Tennessee volunteer. Imagine Rob Gronkowski, but like quiet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what other brands are you not fucking with besides Celine? I mean, it's you know, it's it's been fuck Amazon. It'll remain fuck Amazon for a while. Yeah. Uh, all the you know all the kind of gig economy exploiters, especially right now. Um, you know, you read stories about DoorDash and Instacart fucking over their delivery people, fucking over the restaurants, fuck all that. Yeah, I guess, I guess ideally what you want to do is, um, I was reading an article actually like where even if you call, if you Google a restaurant in your neighborhood and you call that number that shows up in Google, there's some cases where DoorDash has actually set up a fake number yeah. or not a fake number, but no. a number like dedicated to that. And then they charge a commission, Evil, dude. Even when you're, yeah. So and they're I guess, and they're buying up they're buying up restaurant websites too. That's some Blackbird that's spy right. plane shit, dude. That's nefarious. That's that skunk a, works. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a co- yeah. that's a coordinated drone strike with Ezra, bro. I see you. <laughs> I know it's real. I'm a warrior for truth, bro. Anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, like, so you know, fuck Whole Foods, fuck Amazon, um, all all the union busters. Fuck uh, Jeff Bezos. All my homies hate Jeff Bezos. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's so easy. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe it's because I live in, maybe there's some communities where like Amazon has just choked out any other option, but I feel like there's options to, you know, you don't need to go to Amazon. I feel like there's options to cop elsewhere. Agreed. Uh, where can I cop a 12 pack of Hanes boxers though? <laughs> that I know, right. There, there, there is that certain class. I, yeah. There's certain, that, that, that certain kind of product that it's true. Like, where would you get that? Where could I cop Amazon? a two pack of ass? Corporate lunch. <laughs> When's this gone? <laughs> I can go ahead. I can have fun. No, that, that was good. That was good. Um, all right, let's move on to the footwear. Yeah. See, I don't really know. I don't really know. Like, you're you're a prestige Twitter follow. Again, you're you're private on IG, and it's I'm kind of like, unless you're like a an ID thought or a good meme account, I'm not going to request to follow a private account. I requested um, earlier today just to 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 do my job as best as possible. Really three, three out of four people on this Zoom can see my can see my IG. Uh, so Charlie, everyone but James. 
Damn. Yeah. Well, what about Sham? What about Sham? ask. What about Sham? Oh yeah, Sh- I don't think Sham is requested now. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll request. I'll request after this because I do have a, a cycling brand I want to send you for my brother. Ooh, um, nice. But I don't know. It seems like you're kind of like with us on this journey to a post sneaker world. You know, one foot in, one foot out. So sneakers. What sneakers are you currently fucking with besides the uh, Salomons that we peeped earlier? The, the Mo Bamba fives. <laughs> the Mo Bamba fives. Um, yeah, I, I, I like. I appreciate a loafer. I think a loafer is beautiful for me. Maybe it's being in the bay. My post sneaker. Uh, 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 direction has gone towards like hiking boots um, and things that I rack out on the trail. Like, uh, like Tim's? still have like, a kind of sneakery. What's that? Like Tim's? Tim's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just stomping in Tim's. I'm trying to break because yeah, I'm from New York, but I still want to represent. Your I, calves I held, are jacked, bro. <laughs> I held on to my 917, and I still just wear my Tim's in the redwoods. My um, man also cycles in beef and broccoli's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, if you were James, if you followed his private Instagram, you would see him just. Oh uh, yeah. Tearing it up, dude, with the dummy thick soles. <laughs> exactly, lug sold, lug sold. Uh, lugs, you fuck with lugs. Yeah, lugs. <laughs> the funk master flexes the Burmans. There's Whoops. actually there's a boot that um there was this one kid in uh in high school who I was in high school in the '90s. North Face was obviously going heavy. There's this one kid who was always like he like North Face is way too obvious for him, so he would come through with like you know Helly Hansen, Kelty. He was. You know, third Ooh. third level Gorp, and he has this one pair of Merrells uh, called the M2 Superlight that is ironically named because they're heavy as hell. But I tracked <laughs> down a pair of those on eBay, and no one's checking for them, so they're like forty bucks. But I wear those on the trails. Uh, in terms of sneakers, um, I've got like a Mount Rushmore that is kind of like my Mount Rushmore is What's kind of in Rushmore? my heavy rotation. Let's, let's go, go, bro. Let's just do the let's do the Mount Rushmore. You you could do the show. You know the show, so yeah. Right. I don't, I, I gotta, yeah, I, I'm trying to not step on the run of show. No, no, dude, anticipate. I, I, I <laughs> love it when for like, for the, for real, for reals, I'll show up. Oh, Sean's back. I'll show oh. up and I'll be like, all right, boys, like let's uh, fucking go because I haven't had to prepare anything. I just come, you know, get, drink, get zooted drink. on the pod. Yeah. What? And I, and I'll say drink. Yeah. And, and yeah, sure. chill. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. No, what I would say is my favorite kind of guest, speaking only about myself, is I don't care what they do for a living, what they look like, color, creed, religion. If they love this program, get them on here, bro. Let's go. That's all I care about. So you might join. What what is on your Mount Rushmore of sneakers? Because you clearly are the guest that we love to have on. The, uh, I wonder, you know how there's this... um, there's this saying that like the you will never love a band as much as the band you loved when you were like between twelve and fifteen. Um, oh, see, for me, we yeah, talked about this. We talked yeah. about this um, with Januzzi, right? Yeah. Well, what did you say? You you. I said I said that I said that your musical tastes stop developing after twenty five. So you oh, kind of yeah. lose interest in like discovery and anything you've listened to in your first twenty five years. That like that's like your discography. That reminds me of the best Andre 3000 quote. I think he said, the age you get famous at is the age you stay forever. So James and I, we need to get famous very soon so I could lock in at a cool 37. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to that, anyway, I just bring that up since we've got a few different ages on this Zoom and it'll be interesting to hear whether, like, whether this lands. But for me, like when I was, I guess, 11 or two, I guess I was 11 when the infrared sixes came out. And then I was 12 when the Bordeaux sevens came out. Sure. And so for me, like it's 
basically between the two of them, I think like the Bordeaux sevens, I already mentioned them. Like that's definitely on there. And for me, it's kind of like the fours kind of belong to it. They're beautiful, but they belong to another generation. Wow. The Concord grapes are like another generation. So for me, it's like the sweet spot is the Bordeaux sevens. That's definitely, I don't know if, that, if that's Abe or George. No, that's what you, t- you pick a Bordeaux seven over an infrared six. I think that I almost the way the, the the way they look on foot. I think the Bordeaux Seven just kind of suits me better. The the infrared sixes might on a pedestal appeal to me more, but dude, yeah. the infrared six might be a Mount Rushmore Jordan, like legitimately. And I don't think the Bordeaux Seven is for maybe anyone but you, which makes this really? an extremely unique take, which I respect. Because think about the seven people will rate the Olympic as the number one seven, probably right. Because of the dream team and all that. Right. And then there's, um, what are the other big ones? The fucking, obviously the, yeah, the Bordeaux, but there's the Raptors one that people love, which isn't, was that even OG? I don't know. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Yeah, man. definitely. That's an OG? Yeah. There's, he, he wore them in the, didn't he wear them in the playoffs? <laughs> they were in the dark. Anyway. Yo, Chuck, Chuck is now an MJ stand. This yeah. is new. No, also, LeBron. Also LeBron. Chuck, LeBron. Also you can Chuck, be LeBron, both, Chuck. James. <laughs> it's, it's called intersectionality. You can love it's, both of them. It's also, art. I talked about I went over this. Chuck, as much as I want you to participate too, we can hear the whole bag process. It's very oh, loud. Is it? Yeah. Why yeah, doesn't so anyone just, say anything? I no, thought I had it on mute. Just that one time. Just the one just, time. Well, that's the thing. When you unmute it, don't then also fuck with the bag. Fuck with the bag and smoke weed with the thing on mute. Then Jonah, unmute, put it away. That's Jonah, right. are you a big Jordans guy still? Like, you, we're talking about Rushmore, which is all time. But yeah. are you still someone that's, like, wearing Jordans? Besides, no, uh, to I hot. wasn't until last dance. And I was like, I got I to pull out the, uh, the umami-ass, filthy-ass <laughs> Jordan Bordeaux 7s. Yeah, so I've actually been rocking them because... Oh, you know, like so many, oh, I, I know you guys have been talking about that documentary a lot on the show, but do you have Jays like on deck at all times or is this the last vestige? That's it. Just those. All right. What else is on your, who's your Teddy Roosevelt? So we got your, we got your George Washington, the Bordeaux sevens. That's George, uh, Air Max 97 silver bullet. Uh, oh, you mentioned those two slappers. Love those. That like to me, um, I, I have this experience of like, uh, this is kind of like a version of the band you love most when you're 15 is going to be the band that you always love the most. But um, encountering something that is like so genius that I can't process it. And so re- I'm repulsed by it. Like the first time I saw the Air Max 97s, I was like, sneakers shouldn't look like that. They were so garish. They're all silver. It, it wasn't kind of like side panels. It's just concentric circles. They made no sense. And, and I think that there's a few times when you kind of get that sense of repulsion but it's because you're in the presence of genius. I mean, it's so genius, it's ugly to People you. fear what they do not understand, my friend. There you go. <laughs> That's a, so you're so saying, I feel, does that show, so is a shoe ever aged better for you than that shoe ever? Yeah, no, I, I guess not, because I truly like thought they were hideous, but like you can't, but they stick in your brain. Yeah. Can't get them out of your head. The most, Inception. Inception. The most resilient parasite is an Air Max 97 <laughs> silver bullet. Exactly, and those obviously, those those got real big within the last couple of years, and they put out yeah, a bunch of sure. different colorways. Yeah, and they don't look skeptic, as weird. Like I'm just trying to remember how when I first saw them, how weird they looked, and how sneakers didn't look that like that. Well, you have context now. You had zero that's context right. before, right? I mean, it's that was um that's a that's an iconic that's an iconic shoe. Yeah, uh, in the the full the full package of the whole thing. Who's uh all right? Who's your Thomas? Who's your Tommy oh, yeah. J? Call me. These all really date me because they're all... You're Thomas, like Tommy Jefferson. So wh- who's the second... Life, guy? liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
<laughs> Why is he both Tommy Shelby and some fucking yes. uh, Uncle Gabagool from Buffalo? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have, we have your George, we have your Abe, we have your your Pull me, and we need Pull me, Teddy. <laughs> and your um, and your Alfie, your Alfie. <laughs> no. The uh, the uh, ACG. This is really dating me as like a dude who like was 12 in the 90s, I'm realizing. But the ACG Moab, like, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was 12 in the 90s. Lawrence was 12 in the 90s. Yeah. Late ACG. 90s. I remember yeah. when ACG came out, like, originally. I didn't, like, I wasn't cool enough to wear it, but I had East Bay, and it was like, what the fuck? Dude, you read, you read East Bay, and now I'm talking to you from the East Bay? Wait, actually, Whee! maybe I'm even, when did, when did ACG first hit? Maybe I'm misremembering. When would have that been? I think, man, I think it's 91 or something Lawrence, like that. It's, like, it's that Tinker Hatfield. I, I feel like I, yeah, I don't know. Lawrence, do this. Uh, we're going to keep talking. You look it up on Google, look and then 45 on. seconds later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, thanks. Honestly, I love it when we're on the same page, dude. All right, Jeff, Jonah. did you know that Jonah is in the fucking yay area right now? I, I saw on your Twitter bio or something that you're in Oakland, and I did want to ask you about that for my 60 seconds. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get to it. Um, all right. Who's your Teddy, your Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt? He said your rough rider. Your rough rider. He said the Moab. Why? Well, but I think that was number three. I don't know oh, which president sorry. it is, but. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, so now we need uh, your, your Teddy, your rough this rider. This one was Teddy really hard. I, I don't know. I've been wearing this a lot recently. Um, and this, I think, is like. I don't think that anyone really checks for this sneaker, but they, they did a very Tinker Hatfield looking, Hatfield might've even worked on it, recent ACG sneaker called the Ruckle Ridge. And they did it in a colorway called Gunsmoke. It's kind of like mostly gray with little like magenta pops. And um, there's this dude who I know, uh, Jonathan, he's a great Instagram follow. Uh, he works for Capital or works for Capital. He's an American dude, but he lives over in Osaka and he knows a shit ton about bandanas. Um, and so he's on Instagram under the name bandana almanac, but he, (laughs) he wears basically like the Mars yards twos and the Ruckle Ridge gun smokes. And so I just totally copied him and copped a pair of these. Um, I might have, so this is a, this is a recent cop, but they are on your Mount Rushmore. That's that's, well now it's talking about like two years now, but yeah, it's recency bias. It's, um, I looked it up. Uh, the Ruckle Ridge is like a futuristic, the, it reminded me of the, the Dog Mountain, uh, 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 like, hiking boot sneaker they do, but That's now, right. like, in an interstellar version, you know, intergalactic swag on that joint. It's a little futuristic for me, but, yeah. That's cool. What about, what about okay, so Mount Rushmore, all gas. Um, what about... No, by the way, just to be clear, none of you had ever heard of that sneaker? Like, it, no. it didn't go out, get on anyone's radar, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, that's the Moab is the is the big one everyone loves because the CDG collab, and then for ACG like there's not a um, Nathan Van Hook designed the banger. What did he design? Remember he did did the Air Yeezy two. He did an ACG sneaker that came out within the, the last year that is a slap. But uh, I feel like I haven't what? heard much from their footwear besides yeah. that Dog Mountain yeah. sneaker, which was everywhere. Anyway, oh, maybe the Angels Flight. What's up? Angels Flight was that what it was called? Angels Landing, Angels Flight kind of looks like a LeBron Eleven. I don't know. That doesn't. Know. Sound We're going too deep on ACG. Yeah, too deep. Sorry, boys. If it gets by Lawrence and Chuck, then you know it's a fucking uh, rare John. <laughs> it's a deep um, cut. What about non sneakers? Let's talk about that because I know that you're in the Yay area, and so it's you know all birds and hiking boots all fucking day. Well, first of all, let's talk about all birds. Are they truly the plague that we made them out to be, or is that kind of a thing from like a few years ago? Oh, well, I mean, at this point, I haven't, like, been out of my 
neighborhood. Uh, I don't live in a very coder heavy neighborhood, but yeah, no, they're a plague. They're everywhere. They're, I mean, you guys have talked about it. I, I don't have anything new to say about that. It's kind of like a, approaching shoes the way someone who approaches food would drink Soylent. It's kind of like yeah. a fishing. You know I mean, there's no, they no are there. No joie de vivre. Uh, they're COVID-18. That's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker said no joie de vivre. Yeah, exactly. That's literally what it is. You know, you know it's just like you were about efficiency. It's like, I mean, and I guess there's an eco angle on them that's cool or whatever, sustainability, but. Come on, yeah. dog. Get you know who's here. big, not to put him on blast, but I will. You know who's big on Soylent? Brendan Dunn of Full Size Dump. Yeah. Shout out Ryder Rips with the branding. You know? Soylent. Soylent. Soylent, like, that's the difference between Soylent and Allbirds. Like, Allbirds aesthetically are a Holocaust-level war, war crime against humanity. Whereas... You can um, make that joke. That joke, it checks out. He yeah, that I can, that tracks. Me, me and Jonah Weiner can make that joke. And then, and then Soylent, though, looks fucking clean, bro. I love what... Yeah. Mm. What is this branding? It looks like oat milk. It looks like no, oat, no, no, oatly packaging. But if you'll remember, is that Soylent was first. They did it before anyone else. And that's what that it's sick how it looks. And, and I'm not even talking food. about the aesthetic, obviously. I'm just talking about the relationship to a product sure. where you're just kind of like, I need the most efficient. I'm yes. on the way to optimizing my time. Right. I want no enjoyment out of life. So I'll I, need to, I need to go squash some bugs. I'll say this because you can't say this because I don't give a fuck at this point. But it's yeah, it's it's the choice for autistic people. As an autistic person, you can say that. Um, <laughs> wait, Jonas. So what what non sneakers uh, footwear are you, are you currently fucking with? You talked about loafers, but they're not really they don't make make sense for you. You talked about the boots. Anything else? That's kind of it. I guess, yeah, the, the hiking boots. Let me think. I got a pair of Hoka's. I feel like they're going to look real silly when I look back on them. But right now, it's like real fat sold, like high top Hoka's. You got to get you got to get the EG Hoka's. Those will, those are like something that you'll be wearing 10 years now if they last. Um, what sneakers or footwear are you not fucking with? This is not a surprising answer, but I mean, like off whites don't do it for me. Any of that kind of, you know. Super, yeah, fuck shit. hyped out. No, no fuck shit. Does, no does fuck shit. San Francisco get, like, the San Francisco, Bay Area, Oakland, um, do you guys get, like, I know there's a Supreme store out there and everything, but do you get all the fuckboy, like, you know, conspicuous consumerism, like, off-white, Balenciaga, Louis? Like, I know that there's a lot of money out there, but it's money for fucking nerds. Um, and I know that there's a, a very slight movement for, uh, to, like, outfit these nerds in, like, the cool stuff. Um whether it's clothes, whether it's cars, whether it's, you know, just like general like lifestyle consulting. But I guess like, do you see a lot of that out there or is the Bay Area still kind of like immune to, to, to the fuck shit of like LA, New York? No, there'll definitely be like the rich tech guy like who caught wind of the fuck shit and is like flossing in a pair of God knows how much they are on the secondary market. Like, you know, Presto is from Offway. You'll see that. Elon Musk. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I'm like, I'm thinking like Jack Dorsey is a real, but he goes kind of like far out, like rocks like Rick. Right. But he's yeah. a, no. So that's the thing, right? Jack is a fellow Jones enthusiast. Say he's what a, else? He's say, an actual. Yeah. Yeah. Say anything else about anything else, even though you're shot at my man's forgiving a Billy, like that's crazy. But um, yeah, I feel like the other dudes you're talking about just be a uh, status, right? It's just a status thing. That's right. Um, you know, those dudes don't have other status shit, right? They, they all wear Apple watches so they can't flex like Jonah or me two fellow Rolex owners. They all drive Teslas or Priuses, so they can't flex with the fucking I'm outside in the AMG type beat. So, yo, you know, there you go. Maybe sneakers, maybe not all birds, maybe off-white 
Prestos, like a fucking douchebag. All right, Joan, I want to ask you about uh, stylish celebrities because you spent a lot of time around stylish celebs. You are clearly a John's enthusiast. Who are some celebs out there with actual good style? Let's not talk about like the obvious guys. I want to know like your take on like, you know, who's the dark horse? Who's, uh, you know, kind of like the, the low key flexor? Um, and then I want to know like who's overrated. So let's start with the positive. Who's like actually killing it that we're not really paying attention to? You know, what's funny is that when I interviewed uh, Jerry Seinfeld, it was like 2012, I think. And he was just wearing these kind of like big stonewashed jeans and, um, and Nike shocks. And it's just a look that has aged so well, like that, like what, what Jerry was rocking and like comedians in cars getting coffee season one and two, um, is very popping right now. Uh, he's currently, uh, putting the teen in quarantine. That's a, that's a Zoodboard fit, bro. That's full Zoodboard. The shots to, to, to the fucking bad jeans. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, that's the thing, man. If you're just, cons- if you're consistent for, for a long enough time, you're going to hit, right? There's That's some quote right. from a movie. Bro- a broken yeah. clock is right twice a day. Yeah, sure. A, Same a broken shock. What's yeah. the line from Fight Club on any uh, fucking curve? Uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? It's the same fucking thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Jerry, the God. Who yeah, else? What other, what other celebs are kind of you know, low-key killing it? Lord dressed pretty cool. She was wearing a really beautiful coat. I need to look up who, oh, yo, who made can it. I, can I say fuck Lord? Lord unfollowed me, bro, on Twitter. That hurt. I don't understand once you have a mute button, why you would ever unfollow someone unless you just wanted to hurt their feelings. Bro, talk to your girl, Lord. We were ratio, ratio. We were, we were Tumblr friends. Creepy. I agree. It was creepy that I did this, but I was Tumblr friends with Lord before she got famous. Yeah. She got famous and she unfollowed me on Twitter. And then I called her out on Instagram after she was famous many years later. And she responded and was like, my bad. And I was like, what's up, Lord? And and didn't follow you back. (laughs) And she didn't follow me back. She fucking blew me off. She probably is like a social media. She probably is a social media manager. Like logged into her shit and like went to this. Went to your account. And was like, why is this guy talking about you know <laughs> clapping cheeks and fapping meat? Unfollow. <laughs> no, no, that's terrible. We were no. It was more of like a um, just like myself and Jonah. We operate. We're operating on a higher plane of taste, James. You wouldn't get it on a. You Lawrence, you're, you're relying too much on these, like, I'm better than you jokes. They're not real. Um, on one of the collaborative playlists that me and my homies have put together, somebody put uh, Supercut by Lord, and that shit still fucking bangs. I cannot wait to get more music from Lord A with the Oxante Goo. Um, who else, Jonah? Who else is overrated? Or Sorry, who else is a celebrity whose style we're not paying attention to that we need to start looking at? Um, this is not someone I interviewed, but I think a lot about, uh, the way that Jeff Ament, the bassist of Pearl Jam dressed in 1992. And I feel like that is poised to have, I don't know if, I don't know if you have a visual in your head. He wore these insane, like maybe sort of like Pakistani, like colorful wool hats and like infrared sixes and spandex leggings under baggy shorts. I feel Jeff Ament 1992, uh, was onto something. He was boys with Rodzilla, the worm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, you can find a lot of photos of him hanging out with Dennis Rodman. Rodman always had the merch. I feel like, right, the Pearl Jam merch was a big thing for him, too. Yeah, well, like, the, like right? Then isn't he in the last dance wearing Pearl Jam? I saw I something. He has a Pearl Jam t-shirt or something like Maybe. that in last dance. Amazing. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that um do you think that the last dance and and everything else going on in this world, you know, when we when we hark back for like better times, do you think that the 90s is going to hold up as like the best decade in music, uh, fashion, you know, style, et cetera, aesthetics. I, I always got to check myself if I'm ever going to like, 
you know, like it's a version of the locking in your pants, locking in your taste. You just kind of, the moment that you think that like new shit is whack, you probably are the whack one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go Damn. there. <laughs> Damn. All right. Fair. Um, all right. What about, uh, what about celebrities who have overrated style that we, you know, put on a fucking pedestal, but need to tear them that shit down? Well, this isn't exactly, um, maybe you guys just throw out some names. Like I was like, I did an interview. One of the less like uh, happy interview experiences I've had was with Gwen Stefani. And part of it was about her as being like a fashion icon. But I mean, Harajuku, no. she was into Harajuku cultural appropriation. That's true. Yeah. And, and the, the, she had the literal third eye. Pharrell. <laughs> and yeah, sure. And, but Pharrell was fucking with her, right? For a minute. Did it? Okay. Am I tripping? What's the song um, that she's famous for? Not no, that is bananas. Hollaback girl. Yeah, Hollaback girl. Yeah. And Pharrell's involved, right? Yeah, shit. for sure. Should, yeah. Did she? Was she just biting? I know she did all the third eye, fucking '90s, um, fake Madonna Kabbalah shit for sure. I remember that. But at, or after that, did Pharrell like get her into the Harajuku shit? Like, it, it, did, do people talk about that anymore? Like, that clearly is the the line of influence right that's a really good question i can see that but i think that uh where he went from like you know nego and like you know fading ape um into bbc she was just like let me take this like subculture of dressing up like a crazy lolita or you know victorian era uh whatever like crazy colors crazy neons crazy makeup and just like literally Name a song, Harajuku Girl. Well, that's the difference between Pharrell actually cares. That's how influence trickles. I don't know if down or up, but that's the thing, right? It ends with the celebrity embarrassing themselves in an because they're exploiting something, right? That's literally it's, what it is. It's, it's, it's exploration versus exploitation. There you go. Mm. There he is. That's our fucking Pulitzer Prize winning fucking hand. I got the trophy bastard. back there. Yeah. Uh, okay. You can see it. It's out of frame. Um, all right. Who else though? I don't has- know. That wasn't a good answer, but I'm just like, I was just trying to think of someone who, no, that makes like, sense. in the context of my interviewing her, I, like, oh, part yeah. of the framing was the fashion. Cause I guess her shit, I guess lamb, does lamb still exists. Yeah. <laughs> does what? I think it's sold. Lamb, right? L-A-M-B. Was oh line. dude, she had a fucking brand. Like, a- no, exactly. Yeah. That's why I brought it up because it was just, I was, before we got on, I was trying to think of like, wait, sometimes when, you ask, I would have loved to talk to an actual cool girl during that time like was that ever a thing or did it feel like a thing to me a young loser in suburbia because lamb feels like was that cool i don't think it was ever cool but i think it sold a lot I was think it, it actually, like uh was it like justin timberlake shit what was his shit um william rast william <laughs> rast <laughs> did people cop william rast before no. it was in target before it was in target before they fucking before they downstreamed it that shit was i, I feel like it was supposed to be oh come on i'm serious i don't i wasn't i you wasn't there bro you wasn't what about there. uh what if, yeah i wasn't i was in the malls um <laughs> what about um I, i'm just gonna throw some names out at you what about like uh uh harry styles what do you think of his style? Ari Stoyles? Ari. Ari. Yeah, You're Stoyles. a style icon, Ari. And what, what's he? He's like, he's like Gucci down, right? Yeah. Gucci like had to tell, yeah. yeah. Toe to head. But he wears it very well. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. He uh, your boy, ASAP Rocky. Ooh. ASAP Rocky definitely looks good in, yeah, wh- whatever he wears, doesn't he? I mean, like, he just Does like, anyone not think that the pretty motherfucker is just, he's always, he's always 10 out of 10. Unless it's wearing V-Lone. I think some people might have think he might have, like, not jumped the shark, but, you know, 
Yeah, been like on if his. It's, if it's not V Lone, he looks great. What a, all right about Rushmore, male celebs all time, dead or alive in or terms of alive? in terms of in terms of a uh, style. You know, it's really, this is not the answer you want to hear, but it's it's as a celebrity profiler hopping on your podcast that's devoted to uh, uh, how stylish people are and aren't. I don't really think about. I don't. Maybe not. I'm maybe, maybe I don't have one. I don't know. Yeah. Really? Uh, it's weird. Answer. I mean, like I'll look at the, like you'll see the fire photographs, like, man, I'm giving those boring answer. Like Steve McQueen looking great in the sixties or something, but like, I actually don't have a non, I don't have a non obvious answer to that. What do you think about Clapton? What do you think about everyone? Or not everyone in the, in the LA, because here's the thing, right? The, the hashtag menswear answer to this question is Paul Newman, uh, Steve McQueen, JFK. Gianni Agnelli, uh, JFK, the, all the obvious. Clapton is what nobody talked about because Clapton wore not in the picture that James is referring to, where he's look he looks perfect. Besides a Henley, sorry. That yeah, sucks. that's a great photo. That's a but but, photo. but he but Clapton wore streetwear like chocolate skateboards. Fucked. He, wore, he wore fucked and like DC. So like I feel like and Viz, fucked. tons of Viz. Sure, sure. He's the Viz God. He's who got John Mayer into this. He's the he's the source. He is the literal source. But it's so funny. Context changes everything. Now that another mode of dressing is not just cool right now, but the nostalgia of that 90s version of it has also swung around to be cool. Clapton is suddenly this God that nobody talked about in 2010. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's right. I, that one photo of him wearing like the trench coat that you guys were clowning on on Instagram, the Henley portion of it it's is a, a beautiful fit. photograph. It's a looks amazing. It's what a do you, what's fit. your stance on Henley's? Oh. oh, no, I'm with you. And I was laughing out loud when I, when I heard you go in so hard on Henley's um, <laughs> in the Genuzzi episode. I was like, this is why I love this podcast, because you guys care way too much about <laughs> yeah. Henley's. And yet that is exactly as much as you should care. Like, at the moment that John mentioned Henley's, I had the same, the same glance. And it's, it's important. It's important to care too much about Henley's being wet. Of course, you hear that, yeah. Chef? Fuck Henley's. All my homies hate Henley's. I wouldn't say except for a, except for Don Henley. Don Henley slaps. Having, Don a, Henley. having a strong opinion about a Henley is part of the experience of being a white man, and we need to honor <laughs> that. And we need to honor that intersectionality on this there, podcast. There is no such thing as white culture, except for how you feel about white about. Henleys. Yo, Henleys are 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 white culture. And that's <laughs> and that's what and, um, this podcast is about, which is crazy that chef I gotta delete my tweet, dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're a POC, bro. Do you wanna do you wanna make an official statement on the podcast about coming out as pro Henley? No, man. I mean, I, I mentioned this on the live yesterday. All I all I think is I don't I don't I don't own any Henleys. Um, I haven't. <laughs> like in the, the, the anti I have black. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna backtrack on my statement though. I think that if you're if you're buff brave, and you're brave. like a, and you're a hot person, you will be able to rock a Henley. <laughs> Chef's new thing is I'm a hot I'm a hot. It's been established that I'm a hot guy in the pot. No, no, I can no, no, no. I, I just said I just said that I don't own any Henleys. I'm saying in general. 
No, but yeah, you, you can, can see yourself. Face. You can see yourself in one. No, I don't think I, I don't, I'm never gonna have a chest that will. I could see. I could see Chef getting on his getting real oh. bored in Princeton, getting on his on his DIY shit and and clipping this uh, striped <laughs> shirt down and selling some two buttons. buttons. Selling two buttons. Like, uh, Mordecai making a cardigan out of a out of a crew neck. Yeah. Shirt. yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, Jonah. Hey, hold it real quick. I, I, yeah. Doesn't Robert Pattinson like Robert Pattinson looks pretty cool, right? Doesn't he just wear like. He dresses like well, he's shit. Out, he's out of his mind. He does like kind of good well. shit. Like not not as like lunatic as Shia, but doesn't he have like a good kind of thrift store aesthetic? No, like, that's like, the thing. He does. He, that's the thing. Shia, it's such a thing for Shia because he went full blown. Pattinson has never really committed. He doesn't mm. wear like thrifted secondhand shit. I believe he wears. I mean, it's just very. Um, well, he's also it, he's also a Dior, he's also a Dioran, right? No, he's but outside of no, but like on the street. Right. In, but I think in, that. With Shia, like he's given interviews where he's like, "Yes, I think about like the drop of the shoulder and the length of the hem and shit like that, you know, and how that goes." Shia cares. Shia has. Shia cares. I think he told with, Sean. He told Sean, our close personal celebrity friend, Sean Evans. God. And our Pats and our Pats is more just like, yeah, like I'm the guy that just you know, I, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I fold the beanie four times. This shirt costs thirty eight cents. These, these pants cost two eighty five. It's not considered so, in the same way. Exactly. He's Gosh. just like. I mean, I, that GQ profile was cool in that he almost, like, fucking exploded his house making pasta or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool, but, like, that's Shia, Shia is the only example I could think of of trying hard and not dying hard only because I think in his realm of celebrity, he is wholly unique versus, like, if everyone in this podcast tried to do the same thing, we'd just be, like, another fucking schlub. But Shia, apparently, from what he said, is, like, Laser specific and focused when he when it comes to wearing the cutoff sweats with the Uggs. Apparently, that's what he told. Right, right. I mean, his his references are probably like and research is probably you know on point with you where he's like, yeah, this is like a hat from like a, a tank division. Right. That was that, Kanye's hat. It was Kanye's. Right. Or it was it's my hat that's so cool because I'm just so cool. Kanye had to steal it from me. Like he's just on that level. That's why we need him. Jonah, have you ever dealt with Shia in your celebrity dealings? No, not at all. Not at all. Would you um, like to? I'd like to. Like, I, 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 he's dope. Like, even just the um, those uh, 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 Sia videos where he's dancing. I mean, it's yeah. like amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe we talked about this or someone else did, but the thing with the hot ones that's so good is that Sean asked the question that, like, we want to be the ones to ask. Like, he got to be like, and, that, and, I, and I salute to Sean because I don't know if he would have ever had the chance but I would have loved to have the opportunity, James. One you know? day, one day, yeah, whatever. It'll uh, happen. It'll happen. You spent a lot of time with celebrities, and we're you know the, we're going to talk about that a lot in in part two of the meat and potatoes. Uh, how far we're oh, like an hour and a half in? Um, wow. I want to know. It's flown by. Truly, I, that's actually really funny because I was like, man, they're moving through this shit so fast. This must not be going well. They're really clipping through the segments. Oh, dude, and no, then you just is, let me know no, it's an hour no, and a half. No, this <laughs> no, tell your, your tell your wife. Tell your wife uh, to put the to put the dinner in the oven because we got another like three hours ahead of us. Wait, wait, wait! Uh, That's the throwing movie. fits difference. There it is. Amazing. You Amazing. spent a lot of time with a lot of celebrities. Who, like, if you had to spend time with them in like quarantine, who are you fucking <laughs> with? This is not comfortable. Chuck, Chuck, you're not on Chuck, mute. Chuck, you're not a fucking Chuck. idiot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's the throw difference, bitch. Can you hear this guy? Can you hear this guy drumming? Yes. No, oh my god. I can't. I can. <laughs> Yo, All right, Jonas. Bro. In terms of in terms of spending time spending time with A-listers, who do you fuck with? 
Like, who do you actually enjoy spending time with? Oh yeah. Well, um, let's, yeah, let's see. That's interesting. I think, I think this isn't to dodge that question. The, the one time, like the most access I've ever gotten with anyone was I did a cover story on Jimmy Kimmel for Rolling, from uh, Rolling Stone when he is was. He, is he the guy from, that is he the guy that talked about Jonah Hill Day, or is he the, not the guy? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think Kimmel did. Yeah. Kimmel but, had Jonah on, and then the man show, the, the man show guy. Yeah. yeah that's right. The photo that I'm not in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why it's the best moment, dude. All right, Kimmel, so been- when he was moving from like whatever the uh, like 1 a.m. slot to 11, Rolling Stone put him on the cover. And props to him. He actually said, Jonah, come live at my house for three days. Oh, shit. Wow. So, so he like put me up in a guest bedroom. Um, and so and I can tell you, Jimmy was a very lovely host. He also has a, you know, this um, very uh, uh, beloved uh, pizzeria in Phoenix or Scottsdale called uh is it bianchi or bianco duck yeah is that's there's one of those in tucson too i think maybe it's like an Arizona thing. i think he's opened up a bunch i think it's chris bianco or chris bianchi anyway that dude had befriended jimmy who's like big into food and had built a custom pizza oven in kimmel's backyard fire so kimmel was like making pizzas i'm waking up he's got the fucking like mealy uh espresso machine mounted in the wall Ooh. so that would be a pretty sick Dang, so kimmel, kimmel, he kimmel, ha- kimmel has you. taste kimmel has taste no kimmel I'm manipulated you bro he wined you he and he dined you this is like how michael jackson groomed his victims bro <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Jesus juice. Jesus juice. Wait, wait, wait. So can I ask you? All right, real talk, Jonah. All jokes aside. So did you give Kimmel a better fucking profile because he pulled out every fucking stop access, fresh pizzas out the oven, the guest room, the whole the whole the whole treatment. So here's the thing. Did I it work? It was, did his strategy work? <laughs> Say it again. Did his strategy work? Yeah, well, mm, I you was guys, you guys, you guys, you guys slept together just like MJ. Yeah. What wound up happening was I thought the piece was really cool in part because like so many subway profiles just feel, you can just sense that you got an hour sitting with someone in like a hotel lobby. And I mean, truly like the piece is just written chronologically in the course of a day. And I got to see him waking up. And I mean, like when you have a show that's on every night, you are working so hard. And I got to kind of like document that in a way that I thought was, um, did honor to a difficult job that a lot of people think that that show just materializes every night. But this is a long way of saying that he was really unhappy with the piece, I think in part because it started off with him like rolling a joint. This is before weed was legal in California. It's like medicinally, uh, you get like, you know, medicinal permits, but it wasn't legal. Dr. Green. So he rolled a joint and he was like, "Mm, should this go in? Maybe it shouldn't, should it? He's like, yeah, fuck it, put it in. And apparently he was moving to the 11 p.m. slot on ABC, which is owned by Disney. And Disney freaked out. They're like, why the fuck are you, you're about to move into relatively, you know, late night prime time and you're smoking weed in this huge story. <laughs> and I heard that Jimmy was pretty unhappy with the story because of that and thought that maybe I did him dirty. Maybe it's for other reasons. You can never really tell what's going to set someone off. You might think you wrote a very glowing profile and there's just one stray sentence and they fucking hate it. Um, so he actually wound up really disliking that piece. Have you ever Yo. caught heat? Have you ever caught heat like running to a celebrity after the fact? when they dislike the the profile you wrote on them and they, they like bring it up or treat you like shit or something? No, the only time I thought it might happen was I've written about Rocky three times. The first time was super cool. 
uh, maybe like Purple Swag and like Peso were out, but I don't think he put out much else. Ooh. So he was like young, but he just like signed his deal. So he was like flush with cash. We went to opening ceremony. He was like, what do you want? I'll buy you anything here. <laughs> um, which I had to turn down because I do have... Uh, oh, no. Oh, what's wrong with you? You took Kimball's pizza, you son of a bitch. That's Question was, Uncle Pizza, it's true. Was, was Rocky wearing Mark McNary? Because if so, Lawrence and I put him on flow team with that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't. Yeah, it's probably he in the piece. Never did. It he told us <laughs> never, in person. Never, yeah. We speaking of rolling out the red carpet. We rolled out the red carpet for Rocky, and he was like, after the whole thing where James and I had meticulously styled and selected and curated the pieces that were like, these are gonna hit with that pretty motherfucker. We know we're the cool young guys. He took everything and was like, cool. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it to some of my boys. Yeah, he said he's like, like he's, he was like, yo, oh man, yeah, like ASAP Blue would love these shoes. Yeah, like what? ASAP Blue. Fuck ASAP Blue. We're here for you. Also, Jonah, when you talk about a celebrity hating what you wrote, I only have one story for this because I only wrote one profile ever, and it was on Travis Scott. Oh yeah, and I exp- uh, just like you have, and I exposed, even though I wasn't supposed to, because I was so angry at the access I was promised and then rescinded in real time, which ruined my life. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I broke the news about him and Rihanna in the oh, thing, shit. which they told me not to do. Um, and uh, apparently, what La Puma, our boy Joe the Puma, told me was that it hurt Complex's relationship with Travis. This was in twenty. Uh, fifth, 16, I wrote this, but apparently for the next couple of years, he would complain about that because it was yeah. specifically, you know, and it's not because he's like, don't tell anyone I'm smashing Rihanna. It's because Rihanna's like, don't tell anyone that I'm smashing Travis Scott, please. Right. <laughs> Obviously embarrassing as fuck. And uh, yeah, but that was the one. And apparently I guess he got over it though later, but uh, yeah, Travis Scott, the worst. And that's why I hate this motherfucker because he ruined my life. Have you told that story before? That's your origin story. What's up? Who was that's your both both of you are interviewing me and I love this. This should be the whole (laughs) podcast. Jonah, you go first. No, I was just wondering if you now that we've learned the origin story of you hating Travis Scott, I just wondered if you told that before. I haven't heard that before. I don't know. Like once once every other podcast he tells that story. (laughs) Somehow I missed it. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, once every four, maybe, or at least when Travis Scott comes up, it's available. You have to really search around. I think it's called uh well, it's the man of next year. It was predicting. And yo, Complex got it right. That's my favorite thing about Travis Scott, right? Complex gave this story to me thinking that like it might not, it wasn't too important, right? On purpose. And it ended up being like the huge thing. I mean, it was a cover story, but still. Uh, I fucking, it's a good one. Jonah, read this. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send Jonah, it to have you. Jonah, have you ever? I'm sure I did. Have you ever like uh have you ever accidentally burned a bridge between like a celebrity and a publication? Because in this day and age, celebs do have so much more leverage over the actual publications. Like Jordan, for example, going back to the last dance, Jordan, when uh SI wrote some shit about him, he's like he never spoke to SI for the, his to this day. Grudge um, guy, big grudge guy. You love to exactly. Fuck have you it. ever been in that noise. place where for the sake of the story? You reported something that pissed the celebrity off to no end, and they were just like, "Fuck this! I'm done with Rolling Stone, or I'm done with New York Times forever." I um, I don't think that he actually. There's a version of an answer to that question, which is that um, I did a Drake story that was supposed to be a cover for Rolling Stone, and it went well actually. And I don't think there's anything in the story that he didn't like. But Philip Seymour Hoffman died, and Ooh. they did a memorial cover of Philip Seymour Hoffman and bumped Drake, 
And I think that he, I think it was a rap. He raps about it on, if you're, if you're reading this, it's too late. What? On the call, the call to his mom. He's like, you can't trust these Rolling Stones. No, wait, he was mad that he got bumped because the goat died? He, he did a whole, I don't know, was a, did Drake have a blog? I don't know if he had had some platform. I'm not a big Drake guy, but I remember hearing this. And it was like, it was like, bro, he, he OD'd on heroin. No, like, but not even that. If it was some shitty actor, it was Paulie right. Shore. No one cares. It's PSH, bro. It, it, it was the oh. GOAT. And I think Drake's argument, and there's something to this, but unfortunately it was just like so late in the process that Phil Seymour Hoffman died that they couldn't um, work around this. But his, he was like, hold my cover instead of demoting it to a feature, you know, to just like an inside feature, hold it for the next issue the way they're worth. They couldn't do it. Anyway, so he had a whole thing where he was like, He's like, no disrespect to Philip Seymour Hoffman, but that was my cover, you know, <laughs> and they could have held it, you know, whatever it was. Yo, 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 can, I, can we just say that sucks so hard? But, like, also, you can also see it, like, that's why Drake rocks, because he no, has no, the you delusional... Can't, you can't see it like that. You can't see it like that. Dude, that's delusional self-confidence to the level that it takes for even a show like this to be successful. I think also, by the way, going back to Travis Scott's haircut, I don't know if that's going to be in the show or not. We're talking about the cover of Travis Scott's haircut. There was the illustration of Drake for that cover was he was barefoot in a bathtub with a hookah. <laughs> <clears throat> so he might, so it, it ran inside. And I think there was a lot of clowning because people were like, yo, why are we looking at Drake's feet? And why is he smoking a hookah in a bathtub? So it, who knows? He might have dodged a bullet if it actually ran as the cover image. Who wow. illustrated it? Somebody famous or? I don't remember who t- it was a photograph. I don't remember who took it. Oh, it was it was wait. That no, it's, was, a, it's like a portrait, was, like a photograph. Yeah. Oh, what was supposed it? to be the cover? What was supposed to be the cover was him smoking hookah, feet out, but it got moved to the to the inside. And you saw a issue. picture of this, or you just saw? No, no, it ran. You can thing. find it. You can find it. It's online. Oh, okay. Oh, it's just that gonna, I think that I think it wait, would wait, have been the cover image. It would have been that much more clowned on and prominent. Right. It would have been. It would have been memed beyond recognition had it been the actual cover. But because it ran inside in print, um, it probably didn't get as much recognition. Because it's a B-side. And goat much, died. And much like Carly Rae, we're going to put it out. Chuck, put that Drake on the cover of the mixtape, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jonah, let's get into your an experienced media man. I want to talk media with you. Uh, what media publications are you fucking with right now? Who's doing it right that still I'm exists? Going- during during the primary, like when the primary was still going, Democratic primary was still going on, I was... Um, heavy into like Jacobin current affairs, my, like my young socialist publications, comrades. uh, comrades re- reading my comrades, my comrades in print actually subscribed to current affairs, cop the physical Jacobin, uh, a lot of smart writers over there. But, um, since, since the kind of like coincidental and not coincidental, like the, the fact that at the same time, basically the primaries ended the way they ended and then quarantine happened. I've kind of like gone into a bit of a bubble um, and I'm not like checking for public. I'm just like the typical ones. I'm, I'm reading New York. I'm reading the New Yorker. I'm reading the New York Times magazine. Uh, but kind but of New York Times. Oh, I know you can't avoid the New York Times, but I but I got a shot. I mean, I'm, I'm I have a contract with the magazine, so got to got to. What do you think of the? Uh, he's got to he's gotta tow the company line, dog. I don't know if you're allowed to comment, but what do you think of the New Yorker uh, New York Times beef that's kind of popping off right now? Can you say? I haven't paid attention to the p- particulars of it, so I, I could probably just give a generic boilerplate. Like, it's good when journalists check each other. It's good for the profession. Okay. Take, hold each other to account. Um, yeah, I, but I haven't, 
I didn't read like the many threads that came out after the Ben Smith column. So I'm not exactly, I'm not on the, the also I just worked for the times and so I probably shouldn't say anything. Well, also, we're, we're big, we're big New Yorker gang because <laughs> you know why. Is it um, whack for me to say that I don't care about this beef? I think it's pretty stupid in, in light of what's going on for uh, not stupid, but it's, it's, uh, I don't even mean that. But it's sure, not stupid, but it's that. like it's inconsequential. I mean, it's important, yeah. yes, but like you know, for you know, like Jonas said, for journalists to check on each other, but it's also like fellas, like there's a yo, lot can, more going on right now. Can I be honest? If we're not in quarantine, like Allison Roman doesn't get canceled. Like it's or it's just it's so performative. I I don't know. I, maybe I'm tripping. I just feel like people need it. It's everything is too I think much. Like, like Twitter like, brain has just gotten yeah, magnified. And Gia yeah. Told, with NGA, yeah, but the New Yorker, it's the same fucking thing. What it's, are we doing? Uh, it's, you know, people are in bored in the house and in the house bored. They got to cancel some motherfuckers. Listen to our podcast, please. Listen to, honestly, uh, here's what we should do. Try, try and please make us the center of any type of beef or argument or cancellation. We want the clout. We want all the Because we, we would know how to spin. We would get canceled, but we know how to spin that into positive revenue. Bro, streams. I work for myself. I work for myself, bro. No shit needs to be spun around it. I'm, we're anti-spin zone. We work for ourselves, bro. Exactly. That's the thing, bro. There's no spin zone around here. Isn't what about the media? Secret? Never apologize. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> don't apologize. If you, because, never, if you never apologize. Because people smell blood in the water. Like you need right. to, no apology is good enough. I'm not saying that this is like a moral choice. I'm saying like from the level of pure strategy. Yeah. There's that well, book. It's, uh, it's, it's never feed the trolls, right? Yeah. So when the trolls come for you, don't fucking feed them. Yeah. You get canceled, just go silent and then don't <laughs> apologize. And then wait until the next fuck shit to pop off. And then you quietly reenter the arena. That's it. And James mentioned or for, uh, forgot to mention, failed to mention the number one step, the first step, which is sign away your intellectual property off rip immediately. Get rid of it. Don't want take that burden off your shoulders. Give it to somebody else. Yeah, it's satire. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah or parody. Parody in the game. If sat- yeah. if satire doesn't work, pivot to parody. You're good. What uh? What media publications are you not fucking with? The- <sighs> Hmm. Yeah, I, I probably got to take a pass on that one. That's fine. You're allowed, yo. You know what I'll say? So you're I'm, fucking with. So you're fucking with Fox News. You're fucking with One Network, <laughs> Breitbart, Breitbart, ISIS Daily. Just as a member of the all right media elite, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta yeah. tow that company line. You don't know. I mean, Al Jazeera yeah. come knocking. You never know what the fucking. Well, Al Jazeera is a very respected uh, institution, Lawrence. But, Thank uh, that you. That's the joke, bro. God but, damn it! But, but I also shout out the Intercept. The Intercept does a lot of really good. Why work. are you trying to make me look bad on my own fucking podcast, James? Well, God the joke damn, is that know? the ISIS Daily might come knocking with a bag, so you don't want to have burned that bridge on record. Well, because I don't know, dude. So you might want to profile whatever fucking year old is leading to just, to just, in Syria. To just throw out ISIS daily as the representation for the Middle Eastern media outlet we're going to put in the whole fucking spiel is a little insulting. That's what about uh, what music are you currently fucking with? Um, you got actually via maybe it was like Jenks being on your episode. You guys talked about Baby Keem. Fuck with that. Ooh, that's super heavy. Love that. Yeah. What about, what about uh? What about some some yay area shit? Yeah, um, Guap that Guap that is cool. Uh, there's there's this uh, like DJ like very underground DJ collective here called Club Chai C H A I that does a lot of um it's like super minimalist dance music that um slaps. Uh, they're dope. Um, 
They used to play a lot of shows. Chef, yo, chef, yo, chef check. Let's get a chef check on all these yeah, chefs. Chef, unmute, unmute yourself. Yeah, what's the deal with these guys? The Dance Collective. You're familiar? I, dude, I, I'm not, but I got to check it out. Oh, you out chef chef. Wow. Damn. <laughs> well, I feel like that's why Chef was so amped because it's kind of like a uh, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker situation. Like, Chef doesn't want to get out hipstered on his own shit, but, like, he will if he if it's earned if it, by if Jonah. It, if, it, if it strengthens him. Yes, exactly. I mean, if, I, if, I, if I don't know something, I'm just going to say I don't know it. <laughs> um, if you don't know, fair. you don't know. I don't know if it's that deep. <laughs> but, um, but that sounds sick, man. I'll, I'll look it up, dude. Club Chai. Yeah, check uh, out Club Chai. Uh, what, else you, what else you fucking with? I mean, this is not new, but, you know, Lil B, the bass god forever. Like, Lil oh, B's fucking genius. Yo, what's Lil it? B. Yo, what's, what, if no one, so the bass god is such a uh, massive universe and concept with so many tapes What's the one thing that you would point to if someone was like, I want to, what's the starting point for little B? I know my answer and I want to hear yeah. yours because, and I want to hear chefs. It's, I've got it's such a bad memory. It's one of the flames. Uh, no, no I, well, I was going to go, I was going to say wonton soup. Just watch. Oh, for like a song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I don't, is that the right I'm answer? I'm going back to Vans by the pack. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yo, I love fuck Kevin Durant. Fuck Kevin Durant too, as like little B as a, as an art project genius, yes. fuck Kevin Durant is incredible. The, the, I get that stuff in my head more than any other Lil B song. My favorite Lil B shit is uh, when he samples the opera on New York subway. Um, I forget <laughs> what it is, but like who the fuck else? And then he shouts out all his like Sega Genesis playing Puerto Ricans. It's the best. Ooh. Actually, the, the, my favorite um, Lil B song, I, I'm, I'm going to blink on the name. It might be called like appreciation. It's some word like that, but it's a clams casino beat. And the mm. video is Lil B like with flowers uh, all around him in like Golden Gate Park. Very hippied out. Beautiful. Hello. Well, James Hello. and I met the main, intra- we met, uh, or we didn't meet the main attractions when we right. met um, Rocky. Because speaking of cloud rap and fucking clams casino, yeah. the main attractions, uh, Squada B and who's the other yes. guy? Yes. Who's uh, the other guy? Anyone? Was Young L the other one in- Ah, fuck. Uh, Yams. Young L was in the pack. Yes, Young L was in the pack. But Yams was with Rocky, with me and James in the BPMW, the Brand Pimps and Media Whores office. He's like, oh, yeah, I left main attractions in the Suburban, the Chevy downstairs. They were double double parked. They were double parked. He didn't bring them up. He like It was like uh, above your pay grade. Like we're doing ASAP fashion shit, main attractions. You smoke out the Suburban. Damn. Ridiculous. Yeah, we never met him. Does this might be completely incorrect, but has like the current, you know, uh whatever we're calling this, like post SoundCloud rap generation, have they forgotten Will B? Like, is he kind of like the source that they don't really know about? Because he was pre the you know, the real takeoff of like IG and SoundCloud and TikTok and shit. Like, is that is that an accurate statement or not? That that's a Chuck or Sham question. I don't know. Well, he's like a, what we think of Gen X is what um, what a Zoomer would probably think of like a little B. You know, like it's it feels like a you think? Nirvana. You think it's like, too far back. Like it's hmm. that's how, right, I how, about, how about this? How about this? What people what what Gen Z thinks of Thugger is probably how we think of Little B. No, yeah, that's right. It's yeah, where where Thugger birthed this whole Thugger birthed this whole family tree of like you know everybody you can think of in our minds Thugger. It, you know, comes Thugger from is the, Wayne. Thugger to me, is Wayne. that's Wayne. To me, that's Wayne. Thugger yeah. is Wayne. Thugger is Thugger is yeah. Thugger is the new. Here's the thing that Chuck got asked on live that made me. 
I was in a whole wormhole. Future versus Thug. It's a very interesting because it's all post Wayne Atlanta Gucci is in every one of them is like a I almost don't want to even compare them to other guys because they're so influential in their own way separately. Yeah. Like future with trap music and thugger with gender bending fashion, do whatever you want, Wayne shit. Like it's all I don't know. I mm-hmm. Atlanta is Mecca. That's really what it comes down to. Crazy. Isn't Joe Coscarelli writing an Atlanta book? I hope yeah. so. He better. This he's is on, most- he's on he's on a book hiatus right now. Doing yeah. Exactly oh, that's that. what it's about. It's about Atlanta rap. The whole yeah. so Jeezy, yeah. Gucci, Ti. I don't know. I don't Dungeon know what the time. I don't know what the time frame is, but it's definitely like you know. Yo, I was listening to Jeezy the other day. Jeezy is like the trap blueprint. Like when Jeezy invented almost that entire fucking playing field. Jeezy's story is legit crazy. Like you know, there's videos you can watch where he like details it. Some Jeezy I and may Gucci. Or, I, I may or may not have worked on myself. I was about to say, don't fucking discredit fucking Guwap, man. No, of course not. We're talking about So Icy, which was the beef between them. The beef, and there was, and and a man lost his life. You know? (laughs) Come on, dogs. This was, so that's what uh, it is. All right, what what music are you, what music are you, I mean, okay, so we're off little B. What music are you not fucking with right now? Like, what's, you know, what are you hearing that you're just like, oh, like, I get that out of the fucking, e- the eyes of the side of my face. What, should I, should I stay, it's, maybe it's not as fun, but should I stay posy because I don't have good answers? So, like, if, if, this is something that I heard another one of you guests say, but like, if I'm not fucking with it, I don't really listen to it. Like, I just don't spend that much time listening to it. Okay, um, let me ask you this. Do you think yeah. there'll be a summer anthem for 2020? Or do you think all that shit is just Holy like shit. off the table? Wow. TikTok will have to manufacture it, right? If it's going to exist, it has to how exist real, there. How like virtualized was the concept of the summer? This is a really interesting question. Like, was the concept of the summer anthem anyway by this point? Like, how much of it was actually cars driving by with their windows down playing a song? And how much of it was just kind of like, eh, people are talking about it on Twitter a lot? I think... Viral, uh, I, <laughs> Well, I think the summer anthem uh, is probably a dead concept as of like two years ago because there's so... Like every other... There's just too much now. Wait, okay. And what so was, like the, there, what there was, was the anthem there, last summer? What was it? Was it? What? Okay. Was it Old Town Road? Probably, I guess. Oh, and then what, um, what about the summer before that? Mo Bamba. Oh! Honestly... Oh, oh. right. That was Jonah Hill Day 2. Jonah Hill Day 2. Yeah, that was 2018. Yo, when the song of the summer is a fucking slapper or a banger, then it's worth it. Oh, I mean, this girl, last, year, last year was fucking Hot Girl Summer, dude. It was uh, Cash oh, yeah. by Mamie Selling. Oh. That's true. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, this, this like, resurface on Twitter, uh, like, Fetty Wap, like, Fetty Wap had with Trap Queen, like, that was a fucking summer anthem, but, like, When did Act Up come out? That was two years ago. City Girls? That was, that was two years ago. Really? I think it was 2018. No I way. I think that? summers summers have multiple anthems now because like there can't yeah. just be one because it time there's, there's a, so much faster now because it's everything is exactly everything is disposable. It's Yo, week this, to week. The song of the summer is actually what three songs the lead up and then two songs of the summer right that's what I feel, it like, I feel like God's plan was like a, a summer anthem. Oh my God, God's plan, God's plan was 2018 as well. So is a lot of summers now. Yeah, yeah. that was 2018. There's a, there's a lot of fucking summer slappers. A lot of music. Um, all right, Jonah, uh, we're stuck in core. We're obviously consuming a lot of content, streaming a lot of shit. What film and TV are you currently fucking with? I've been keeping the, the Criterion channel blazing 
Yo, that, is that a, is that a worthy investment? Yeah, yeah abso- I mean, absolutely. I, you guys are all Zuvi appreciators. I mean, this is like Chuck. it's it's nuts what they have. What's the damage? What, what does it cost? Yeah, what's the damage? Or is there a deal? What's a? It's I think it's a hundred bucks for the year. Yeah, and one time you pay it one time and get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's maybe they have a monthly thing, but I I signed up uh to like got it all out of the way at once and um. Like if you guys like, like I'm the kind of nerd who definitely like actually buys still to this day, like Criterion Blu-rays, it's like $30, $40 Blu-rays. So like $100 for the year and to have access to this curated film festival delivered into your living room. Beautiful. Could we we sign up for it and all log into it simultaneously? Because I want want to buy that for Chuck for his birthday or for like his, I don't know if you know this, Jonah, but. Every so often, Lawrence and I are so gregarious that we'll just randomly cop Johns for the proms. He said, "This about you, gregarious." That's a, that's, that's a not, word. No that's a word. Oh, just like trundle. No, um, you no gregarious. You blew this one, and I know that off rip, bro. Look at Jonah; he knows you blew it too. Gregarious means generous. I, no, I, I want to hear about the gregarious purchase, please. <laughs> we'll just buy Johns for these motherfuckers because out of the goodness of our heart. Lawrence yeah. is going to look up the definition of gregarious and come back 30 seconds later and fuck up the whole flow. No, <laughs> nobody. Okay, whatever. Just but Jonah, so, so, once, so we're going to get this for, for uh, Chuck specifically. Beautiful gift. Beautiful gift. Hopefully also for Ch- uh, Chef and ourselves. Yeah. What are you watching on Criterion? I promise we can talk about like Ozark in a second because I think it's probably going to be boring as shit to all you guys, but I've been doing actually like straight up, like kind of like, you know, Oh, you're interested in film type 101, like Ingmar Bergman, like just watching 10 Ingmar Bergman's 10 nights in a row. I've been schooling myself on just that, that classic Kurosawa, the type of shit that basically Ooh. when I was like, when I was 14, Pulp Fiction came out. I was like, oh my God, cinema is incredible. And a, and a cool film teacher at high school was like, you got to watch some Bergman. You got to watch some Kurosawa, like those types of directors. And I was too young to, to, to fuck with it then. Just going back through all those. Um, yeah, I've been doing like a lot of film festivals. There's a uh, there's a director called Shohei Emamura, mid-century Japanese dude, um, where the movies are not actually like austere and slow and quote unquote boring. They're actually like super wild and poppy, and there's a lot of like gangster you know subplots and things like that. Um, more recently, like what are they? But they also have like uh, like the Safdie brothers just did like a huge um, like they recommended like 50 movies that are all streaming on Criterion. Uh, we can do the kind of I can recommend uh, uh, that you guys just look at the fucking safety recommendations. Are Criterion movies also on other streaming platforms? Like, is there a crossover that you could recommend or is it exclusive to Criterion? Yeah, I don't know. They probably want to work out exclusives where they can, but there must be some that are, yeah, that float up on the others. But spend the $100 and share the password. Breaking news, Chef has a login and he's going to share it with us and he'll probably also share it with big gang $20 Patreon members. Um, so look, Yo, so eventually, eventually your, your $20 monthly charge will pay for itself via the criterion channel. <laughs> the gregarious shit also, cause this, we got to talk about it. Like it, 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 the way that you use it, it doesn't, it makes sense, but the way you were trying to use it, it doesn't play because you don't cop him something that we are all using together. Okay. I like Jonah, it. what what films are you not fucking? Nah, with? nah, it doesn't play. This has to. This is bullshit, bro. <laughs> this shit is trash. James, Yo, James, Chef, James, you can, you, be chef can, you, can you, Chef, can you mute Lawrence real quick? So, uh, me, and, so me and Jonah can have a, a conversation that people are. Well, I guess it's still free. So no one's paying for this. Um, 
Jonah, what Thank films God. are you not fucking with right now? Like, what's overhyped? Maybe this is something you also want to pass on or dance around. Um, no, I'm not. Like I'm not gonna, cough, I don't know. I'm not going to dodge on this one straight up. And this is not just because of like a typical kind of gendered reaction because my wife hated it too. Thought Portrait of a Lady on Fire was garbage. Really? Oh, let's go. Let's talk about didn't, it. Didn't oh. think it was as beautiful, just on the level of beautiful shots. It didn't hit me on that level. Um, and just real talk, what, what kept pulling me out of it was I felt like there was this um, like endless series of callbacks in the, uh, in the movie where it's just kind of like, Oh, page 49. And that's, mm. that's the number that was in the, like, what, just like they kind of kept, Oh, this piece of music that she's crying at. I feel like, just like the screenplay was just structured around just kind of like, you remember this thing that happened two scenes ago? To be fair, nowhere worse than the fact that there were like four literal fire metaphors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were. Where the woman literally is on fire. It was just, I thought it was so heavy handed to be fair. Titties. Yeah. <laughs> titties. Big point. Big point. Huge. Also, also Chuck. So, so Jonah, Chuck wrote one of his patented prestige chuckles at the Zuvies reviews of this movie. So, Chuck, you loved it. I would love for you to defend it to Jonah and give the counterpoint of why you you thought it was was so uh, it was so life affirming. Really, from that's how I read your review. Do you like not love love? <laughs> <laughs> Dunked on. <laughs> do you do you, do you don't you? <laughs> I I do. I, Chuck, I don't know you well, but my impression of you is like a, a a being who just emanates an aura of pure love. And now I am thinking that maybe just I have a cold heart and, <laughs> and you're, you're spending too much. You're spending too much time with these tech bros. Yeah, exactly. dude. Exactly. I'm just looking at humans as data points. Yeah. <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire is for lovers, I feel like. (laughs) Jonah, you're a statistic, bro. You're a statistic, and and Chuck is is a living, breathing, perfect angel of God. Who did it better? Uh, When when people love something, and it's it's like you want to champion like a small movie like that, so you don't want to shit on it the way they would feel good to shit on, I don't know, like Infinity War or something, but (laughs) it feels so alienating to just be outside of so much love for something. Do you think Infinity War is better than A Portrait of a Lady on Fire? No. Okay. Can we just say? Can we just say real quick, and maybe we'll pour some out. Uh, today was the day that F nine was supposed to release. Oh damn! Really? I don't know if you're a fan of uh, you know, the the Vin Diesel franchise, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, cri- it's Criterion. You might have crazy. Yeah, I own um, I own Triple X on DVD. So Xander Rhodes? <laughs> no, I got it wrong. That's what I said. I said so. I, this is amazing. So who is it? So it's Xander Cage. I said Rhodes. His name is. This Xander is why. Cage. This is why I don't fact check you in real time like you do for some reason. Uh, because you know we we keep, we get the flow going. We let the flow go, bro. Don't don't act like I'm a disruptor of flow. I am flow incarnate, bro. I am be water. Be water. Be water. Be water. Be water. Jonah, what about TV? If we can if we can stoop down off this fucking film pedestal that you're on. Oh, Kurosawa. Uh, <laughs> what TV are you fucking with right now? Uh, it, I mean, I know you guys ride hard for the last season of Ozark. I thought it was fantastic. Just, just Larry and Chuck. Well, oh, okay. two was trash. Two sucked. Well, it was, two was mid. One, great. Two, mids. Three, return to form. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like all, all through season two, we're kind of wavering. It's kind of like, we bail on shit early. There's so much out there now you don't need to like be held hostage by a show that is not delivering at the level you yeah, want it you at, just yeah. stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. You if it's not an eight po- if it's not an eight point 
one, if it's not Pitchfork Best New Music, why are you wasting your precious time? Exactly. Are you doing any uh, rewatches on Core? Ooh. We've just kind of like over the past couple of years, but this has bled into Quar. Just being like watching old Seinfelds. They're all on Hulu. Wait, Jonah, are you a big, when it comes to Zoobies, this is an argument that the Core 4 has. I love a rewatch of my favorite stuff. So watching There Will Be Blood 50 times, watching Social Network 35 times. Do you prefer to crack open a brand new cold Zoobie or do you return to something that you have some level of comfort with? I could watch the social network like every, or like Zodiac every night. I mean, Zodiac's hard because it's a long haul, but Fire every night for a month. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> and it's spooky. It's did you scary. Watch, it's scary. Did you watch our For Real For Real on the social network? I saw the Inception one. I haven't done the social network yet. Oh, have you watched There you Will have... Be Blood? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, no. I haven't gone back to either of those. But those oh, are, okay. Yeah. All right. Those are the ones I did. A, better than Chuck's. <laughs> do, you have a, uh, do you have a recommendation of what Zuby we should do next for, uh, yes. for real, for real? I'll, I'll think of a good answer for that yeah. one. And preferably, and preferably, it would be on like uh, Netflix so that all yeah. the fr- friends right now we're, watch. Right now, Not the, a criterion. The, right now, the contenders are. Um, <clears throat> Old Boy, the Korean version, uh-huh. which is not on Netflix. Surf Ninjas, not nice. on Netflix. Nineteen ninety five, I think. You've got to do that before too long. I don't know about the next one, but yes. And I think that's it. <laughs> so no, I got, about, what about a? Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but Heat, Michael Mann. Oh, <laughs> so I just, I just rented it last night after the live, after Chuck's IG live, and I was a little, you know, off the juice. I rented it for three ninety nine. He had never um, seen it. I've never seen it before. I had no idea that it's fucking like four and a half hours long. I don't have time. It clips along. I don't have time to sit through this podcast. You think I can watch a fucking four and a half hour movie about uh, a bunch of robberies and shit? Anyway. (laughs) It's not about robberies. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. However, I do think that there's a lot of downtime, like all the love interest shit. Like Mm -hmm. I I wish I could fast forward through that. Um, And I probably fell asleep about four times through it. I do. I you know, I was texting with the homies and they were saying that Dark Knight takes a lot of influence from Heat. That's right. And I do see that and I do really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, it's really good so far, but I only have like, I only have it on rental for the, another 24 hours and I have another like hour and a half to get through. So I don't know if yeah. I'm going to do it. Have you seen Natalie Portman yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. The cast is stat. The cast is crazy. Like Hank Azaria, Danny Trejo, Natalie yeah. Portman, like well, coming out also, the woodworks. What bothers me about this whole thing is like, so you've never seen the Michael Mann film, this idea of being uh, drawn out and a slow burn with these massive spikes. That's the, that's the, that's the mood, bro. I have, but I think I'm not like you where I like, uh, I, I like to go into a movie, like not kind of with few expectations. So if it's a Michael Mann flick or like whatever director, I'm not like, Oh, so this is what I'm expecting. Have you seen um, the Miami Vice uh, movie remake he did with Colin Farrell and uh, Jamie Foxx? No, I think the last Michael Mann movie I saw was like Collateral. Bro. Oh, co- well, Collateral. It's good. All of the, this is the thing. All these movies we're talking about are like prime catnip for real, for real. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to bridge the gap between fucking Kurosawa and fucking yeah, right. Tarantino right. here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're, you know, we're not doing fucking Metropolis. That's right. I, you know, I don't know. Metropolis might surprise you. Fritz Lang, uh, Fritz Lang. Ah, fuck it. I'm not going to go on going on Fritz Lang. <laughs> we should. We could do. We could do uh, Cosmopolis by fucking Cronenberg. <laughs> with, oh yeah, with, with our pats in the limo. Yeah, yeah, that's that movie. By the way, 
kind of sucks, dude. So I don't recommend it. But you know, anyway, Fury Road. Going Fury Road seems like a perfect one for you guys. Uh, we were dude, just saying this, before. bro. This is why you're the goat, bro. We were just saying. Was the, he on that call? He said everything <laughs> we just said. That's kind of crazy. Were you, wait, were you on the call or not on the call? No, no, he wasn't. We uh, we said all these things. So the profile. Yeah. So so the whole thing came out. Uh, the uh, oral history, which I, which, which had missed my amazing. radar, which and I just, and has, and has put the movie back into the, like the zeitgeist and conversation. Cause uh, people are like, mm. Oh shit. Like a lot of people put Fury road in their top films of the decade. It's that good. It's that good. Yeah. It's, and, and my whole thing was, I always loved it. I've seen it. I'll say I've seen it five times, four or five times. And the time I saw it in theaters, it was, it's been the best. This is going to be a huge statement. If anyone wants to disassociate themselves from me, it's the best theater going experience I've had in my adult life because I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. Okay. So, and to me, that's why the movie is, it's, it's a monolith, bro. It's, it's the best. It's incredible. We got to do it. So I said, we should do it. And then James like, Oh, the oral history. I'm like, when did it come out? He's like, yesterday or whatever fucking blew my dick off so we got to do it we should do it we should do it jonah i want to move on to uh wait can we do it with jonah well can jonah do it with us yes jonah will you do it will you do this will you do another three-hour conversation with us at a later date about this movie? jonah will will jonah jonah will you lead the conversation I don't know if I could sign up for the, uh, and like go on some like go on some like film. Uh, basically, I can be the high school film professor that changed my life for you. Guys. Oh, like, what, you like, what do you guys? What do you guys? The guest host. What if, I gave you, like, what if I gave you like a super like actually good and meaningful and illuminating but really boring like syllabus? I'm like first you have to watch Buster Keaton's The General, which is similarly <laughs> about uh, the cinema of motion. Whatever. <laughs> No, we want you to fucking bro down with the boys about Fury Road. I would love to fucking bro down. Yeah, that sounds dope. That sounds dope. Okay. Don't get addicted to the water. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Immortan Jonah, bro. Yeah. I had a baby brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That's uh, Jonah, I want to ask you about uh, going insane in quarantine, which we all clearly have. How are you you keeping keeping your sanity? Like, are there any activities that you've embarked upon that, uh, are specific to core that are keeping your mind from going from getting fucking blown. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely. You know, it's uh, we, like I've been counting my blessings. Like super fortunate in so many ways, uh, and and in part, like just I'm, I'm from New York. I was born in Brooklyn, lived nice. my life there until uh, uh, about six years ago, and I can't imagine living in New York for a variety of reasons. Um, because right now I'm just here. Like we have hiking trails nearby. I hop on the bike. I'm in like beautiful nature within, you know, a half hour. And it's just like, just, it's like, it's not an exciting answer, but just on that banal level, just being out in the trees with birds chirping. Uh, I think, uh, I think San Francisco and like yay area. I think the uh, difference between the city itself and the surrounding area is like the greatest difference um, than any other city in America because San Francisco itself sucks ass with the surrounding, um, you know, again, like, you, yeah, you bike or you drive like 15 minutes outside of the city and you're in the best, uh, like the absolute difference between city and surrounding area is the greatest wait, wait. That of wait, any you're trying to say America. that San Fran sucks 100% front to back? Yes. No, come on, bro. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, no, I'm, okay, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's an absolute zero. What I'm saying is that 
the difference between the city and its surrounding area is sure, like that sure. is mm-hmm. a larger uh, difference than like New York and its surrounding area because like New York is so good and its surrounding area is and is, Bear Mountain is mids. Bear yeah. Mountain is fucking mids. Wow. I had a great time when I went to both San Fran and, and Oakland most recently. So I'm not gonna hate. And there's a, like, there's a big difference just in vibe and even like architecturally, oh, sure. weather-wise yeah, between Oakland and San Francisco. But, it's, but what James is saying is true. Like the fact that you can get in a car or on a bike and be in like straight up like Big Sur level paradise. Bro, Hog Island so oysters. Well, well, what I'm saying is like everyone always goes to fucking LA. Maybe fucking take a stop, you know, fucking, you know, adjust the, the destination. Fucking spend some time in the Bay. That's what that's it. Bro, that's next, awesome. next, next corporate retreat. In the Bay? In the we're Yeti? Going, we're going to Napa. Oh, Bro. hell yeah. I, Fuck I, yeah. Are you kidding me? Let's Vino? go. Sideways? Yo, throwing fits sideways? Fucking <laughs> Vino shit? Yo, that would be sick. I wouldn't want anything more than that. Jesus Christ. What else, uh, Jonah? What else? How else do you keep insane? You, uh... Oh, yeah. It's legal over there. Legalize I've been, it. I've been it, it, so. Uh, who was the get? Was it Sean Evans who told the story about um, passing out and hanging his head on the coffee yeah. table? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have, and it, it was he smoked a lot of weed, right? Or he drank a lot of. What what precipitated that? It I was think like he was uh, very high. Uh, I thought I thought he was no. Serious. He was he was. I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't I remember. had the same. But basically, the point is, I had the same thing happen to me like three different times over like three years, where if yeah. I drank a little too much wine, whatever it was, and smoked way too much weed. Apparently what it does is it broadens your um, blood vessels so that when you get horizontal, so you go to sleep, super fucking faded, and then you it's wake super up hard. two in the morning, and suddenly you get vertical and all the blood just like... Uh, anyway, so all to say, this I, is Little Wayne. The combination made made my eyes bleed. This is this is it was <laughs> there for you. It was there for you the whole time. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay. What about? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I have not been. Uh, yeah. Even though it's legal here, it also might be like when I lived in New York, I would hit up In and Out anytime I came to the West Coast. And now that I live here, I don't do it anymore. So mm. it might be something like that. Oh, yo, is In and Out so so? Is In and Out overrated to you? Let's let's just talk about this for five minutes. In and Out versus Shake Shack. In and Out overrated. What do you think? Oh well, I mean, like, see, I th- I think it's unfair to compare it to Shake Shack because In and Out existed in a pre Shake Shack world, of course, and and attained a certain goat status that I think you just need to respect regardless of latecomers to the game who might serve a superior product, but at a higher price point. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Their labor practices are stupendous. Are they? Okay, good. I was bracing <laughs> yeah. for bad news. You know, they, they like, they like give like, incredible. I think like anyone who works there, like gets like a, a money yeah, set aside right. for like tuition and shit. It's something like that. I don't know. Um, it's also it's one of those like interesting things where it's like it's a Christian company. They actually paint like they oh, put really? numbers of scripture on the bottom of like your they cup. John three sixteen down there. But it manifests. I thought it was Stone Cold three sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> it manifests yes. in these ways where I don't know if they still do this, but my buddy who's from Southern California told me about In and Out. He was like, if you go there and you're like, hey, I'm hungry, uh, and I'll get you back later. Their their Christian practices were such that they'd be like, all right, like we. Please, we'll feed you. Yo, yo, all my fucking scammers and swipers at home, yo, you know what to fucking do, baby. Let's go. I wonder if they still have that policy. It's like Chick Fil A. Uh, it's like Chick Fil A, but not pretentious, but pro, not anti-gay. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. and gay, and also the gay, uh, no, sexual. You're a person. You're a, the you're politics a of the internet family might actually be. Uh, we got to Google it. They might have been in the news recently for maybe uh, some. Okay. Uh, some oh, they're b- oh, oh, they're bad. 
I don't know, but they their money might not be clean. Mm. Damn. Greasy. All right. Um, perfect segue into the next fuck with not fuck with uh, quarantine snacks. Like what, what, what you been munching on? Uh, uh, this, there's this brand of pretzels called splits. And I've been buying, I don't know if it's a West coast thing or what, kind of like a Snyder's of Hanover, like hard pretzel style, but, but there's a multigrain. So they have some sesame, some, uh, some poppy on it. I've been buying like four bags. I haven't been hoarding toilet paper, but I've been hoarding splits. <laughs> Um, dick on hard pretzel on hard you know the fucking vibes you miss uh like any new york food like any like bagels or pizza or anything Ooh, yeah 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 for sure um spicy rigatoni the thing i miss the most like interestingly i think there's like there's like different regions of immigrants from china who come to the bay specifically but i miss going to flushing and just getting like szechuan like the latest wave of like whatever like micro immigrant community had just arrived whatever town just whatever town just came over that's right yeah and like in those like flushing like mini malls like food malls uh, oakland has oakland has phenomenal burmese food that's um, right which burmese yeah which i think isn't really that except or like you know it's it's probably like in queens for sure but I feel like it's like oakland it's like right there well jonah what's the laotian order i'm a dummy i've never had it what do I get? There's a, um, there's a, there's like a fried, but I'm, by the way, I'm mostly, mostly keeping vegetarian these days. So I want to note that as I, as I'm about to recommend a delicious pork dish, <laughs> but, um, there's a, I don't, I don't remember the name and I would fuck it up if I tried to say it, but there's like a lettuce cups with like fried mm. little, like crispy nibbets of nibbets. Is that a word? Nibs yep. of pork. Uh, a lettuce cup, fried pork joint. Stupendous, <laughs> gregarious nibbets. <laughs> <laughs> Stupendous is a word. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm fine. But, but, but they're sociable, baby. We're sharing all the lettuce cups. They're very gregarious. Yeah. It's socialism. Um, I, so I miss like flushing. I miss Szechuan food. Like there's some okay spots here, but like... Uh, what about like bagels? So I'm a big bagel. That's, that's my biggest yeah. hit in Quar. My favorite bagel spot. I'm out. Like I, you know, I only get it as a treat. If I have to leave the house, I have to take my dog to the vet. I go to the bagel spot. I check in on the guy. See how he's doing. Like, what do you miss the most that you can't? Oh yeah, is it bagels? Um, it's probably like no. It's probably just like like not just pizza, but specifically that like platonic ideal New York gas oven pizza. What was your favorite Um, pizza in New York when you were here? By the end, there was a spot uh, on Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn in like the twenties called Luigi's. That um, like I it's. When I was I grew up in Park Slope, and it wasn't called South Slope then. I don't even know what the if the neighborhood had a name, but that that part of Park Slope, like south of Park Slope, that like it's a joint, like it's like um, it's a version of if you know you know, like if you read the New York Post, like if you're a if you're a firefighter, sure. like Louis, <laughs> jump yeah. off. I think actually uh, there's photos of of Adam Sandler from Big Daddy. He might have shot some shit from Big Daddy at, at Luigi's. His, his photo is like. Or maybe they just love Adam Sandler. If but you know, if you stuff. if you're a first responder, you're a first responder type beat. Copping <laughs> yeah. that needles pizza, <laughs> <laughs> the butterfly on the butterfly toppings. Um, but, yeah, but I but I do want to call bullshit. Mariposa like, Roboso. <laughs> there's this whole kind of like I mean I and I I think I'm allowed to say this as a true New York native. You know, born born in Brooklyn, you can get good pizza other places. You can get good bagels other places. Sure. Oh. All right. I mean, what about uh, <laughs> are there any, um, I mean, yes, the pizza, I'll agree with pizza, and I'll say no to bagels. You bagels, bagels is tough. Bagels, I don't even fuck with Montreal. I don't even fuck with Montreal bagels. 
fuck Montreal bagels. They're the fucking <laughs> skinny ass, shrimp ass, uh, twerp ass bagels, you know, compared to New York. No. You want, you want the soft <laughs> Those bagels don't do leg day. Leg day. That's what I'll say. Mm. Damn. Shit. What about uh, any quarantine sacks you're not fucking with? Like, what about everyone, you know, doing like, uh, you know, focaccia or... or Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know my version of that that I am fucking with because it's a Napa. When you come do your corporate retreat in Napa, you'll you'll drop into the Rancho Gordo, you know, headquarters. The beans, Yo, the, the beans. beans, the beans, kid. I've been off a of bean. I've been off a of Rancho Gordo. Bean. <laughs> Yo, beans are a very important pillar of this prestigious media oh, yeah, for program. Sure. Um, That's right. Yeah. Program. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm doing it right. Yo, can, you, can someone explain the Rancho Gordo uh, fascination trend? Like it's it's John's. Bro. I mean, there was a there was a there was a big Rancho Jones though. There was a big profile in the New Yorker, like I want to say like, two or three years ago. Yeah, a while ago. Where this guy just like breeds rare legumes, um, and it's a he's got he's on the fucking he's on the fucking Patreon. You got to sign up for the fucking beat for the bean game legumes. Oh, really? Yeah. And so he and so he like uh so he just like <laughs> no he doesn't grow them he sources no, I know, them no, I know, I know. from like central oh no James oh James. no we lost James so so Jonah what's been happening recently is we've been losing James I heard his uh, computer crashed right yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah which uh, <laughs> honestly as far as I'm concerned is the best thing that could ever happen to the show and last week. This same thing happened, and I did the same little kind of preheat the oven for the extended bit that I'm about to do, which is that I'm a megalomaniac, and I get to finally do my, my own back, show. My back. Shut up, James. I'm my doing back. my whole thing. And then we, Chef, we talking legumes? We talking legumes or and what? Then, and then Chef cut it out. So what I would like to talk to you about, Jonah, on my podcast, the only podcast that Matters Throne fits is, I would like to know the last John you copped. I think you alluded to it. So maybe we need to move one John past the last John. Let's talk about that. Before Lawrence, we talk you're not, you're about not doing, Lawrence, not the doing next this right. John that you come. Lawrence, that was, that was bad. Shut up, dude. I'm doing my thing. Don't, don't interrupt me. I'm working. Wait, do you want to do the run of show and I'll be the Lawrence? Shut. You did the same thing last time. Shut up and let me cook. Jonah, what was the last John, bro? The, wait, are we doing the last last? Wait, is it you're just doing a bit now? Oh my god, this is not an actual right. question. Oh, Jonah, come on, man. No, I was asking, Jonah, we want to play a little game. It was the Salomon, wasn't John. it? it was, so, yeah, what, was, what, was, what was the John before that? What was the John right before the Salomons? Chef, I don't want you to keep this in now because now I'm going to look like an idiot. Jonah made me look stupid. I thought I had a whole oh. thing going, so take it out. <laughs> No, I blame Jonah. Why don't you? <laughs> I'm serious, dude. It's, I had it going. I had a, I'm telling you, I did this last week and I was waiting to listen to it when it happened with Janusi and then you cut it out. Chef. Jonah, what was the last John before the Salomons that you paid full retail for? We want to know. Yeah, here we go. I got it. All right. This is very quar type, uh, quarantine type purchase, but I copped a pair. They weren't full retail. You mean full retail in the sense that I wasn't on like on flow team, right? Because these yeah. are on sale. Correct. But uh, because they're crazy expensive, but end wander uh, fleecy sweatpants. Um, what, what, what was the final damage? Uh, they're only, I mean, only they're expensive for sweatpants, but they're like a buck twenty. Okay, that's not like, bad. That's not bad. That's not, that's not bad at all. Yeah, Fucking instead sh- of uh, chef here, chef here asked for some three hundred and fifty dollar nylon. I didn't ask shorts. for them. I didn't. I didn't ask for them. To I be clear, he didn't. There, I actually, I did. I did buy them. 
Oh, what? damn. Flex. Flex. Stop mortgaging your future on John's. Don't do that. What I'm saying is that uh, Ann Wander is such a talk about a next level. If you know, you know, Japanese gorped up on camera fucking entree specialty. It's beautiful stuff. Some of it's some of it's a little too beautiful to even be worn. Wait, but... how do the sweats fit? What's yeah, how are they, Wait, how, how tall how are, are they? you? How tall are you? Uh, f- uh, five eleven. Okay, and then what's what do you have to buy no, an extra? What's large? what's say what's say six no. foot? No, I, I'm like a I'm a I'm a two, which oh, is probably like the length. Company. The length worked. Yeah, because that yeah they're not like super high or anything like that. They hit they hit where you want them to hit. They're not really? bunching up or anything like that. Damn. Okay. My whole wonder, thing with my whole thing with Ann Wander is they they've done amazing fleeces that I feel like people have been have been like blasting out on mood boards for like yeah. at least two years and they're so sick. But yeah. I'm so nervous to cop them because I don't the sizing on Japanese garms. If you're not from if you if you don't know you don't know right. It's very it's tricky. Yeah, yeah well, the the best the best way to get around that is to go to Japan and buy the garments. Uh, okay, thank you very much, Borns. Thank you, you ill-traveled fucking non-flaneur. Um, what about next, John? Jonah, what what you got your eyes peeled out for? What's in the shopping cart, baby? Oh shit, it's also an end wander thing because I want a new Ooh. rain jacket, and they make this one rain jacket. It's very organic lab dot zip mood board, um, <laughs> food board looking. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> It's got these big, but it's hard. There's one that's on like end right now. That's like a nice rain jacket. Uh, but this one that I want that I can't find has like kind of like car, not cargo pockets, like bellows pockets on the front and looks just, just, just a, a degree gorpier, you know, agree, yeah. a degree more tactical. Um, I think they call it the dropping pocket jacket. Super expensive too. So I don't want to like cop that for whatever they're asking for it. Plus the Japanese import duties, but that's just kind of in my head. Also, it never rains in the bay because there's just like a permanent drought here. So really? I can sure. I can I can sit in the cut and wait for wait for a good one to pop up. Sit in the butt. Um, all right. Well, what about uh, you know, obviously we're we're stuck in quarantine. Some of us we like to fill the internal void by making purchases. Again, it's not our fault. It's the capitalist network or framework that we exist in. Have you made any like really strange quarantine cops that you wouldn't normally make um in regular civilian life that you kind of look back on just like what was i thinking or like i only would have made this cop while you know quart up I, it hasn't shown up yet so i don't know what the fit is going to be like but the may queen dress from midsummer <laughs> um, oh. just just dropped i just dropped whatever the fuck that went for and that's just being crated up and shipped to me right now so we'll see and, wait like off the actual a24 no. auction site <laughs> you didn't it, do it it, it went for like oh. it went for like no. 65k yeah. Grande yeah. was bidding on it and shit what wow. damn Dude, Ariana Grande was bit. Yo, great taste, Queen. No, but anything like not even John's. Like anything like you know, I like I bought like an air purifier. Like I don't know why. <laughs> I just yeah. Who needs hot? Who, need, who needs pure air? Yeah, no, I like that. This isn't. Have you gotten a good, like the best answer to this? Obviously, is Healy's, which is your answer. But have you gotten a good answer to this? Because I. First of I, all, yo. First of all, please, Jonah, don't don't Jonah, don't reinforce this motherfucker's negative behavior. This, Bro, did you not see? I'm I'm trying to go. I'm trying to uh, go viral on TikTok to get all the whole fucking gang sponsored. Did you not see in Taylor Renz's <laughs> article that Heelys and rollerblades like the new shit on TikTok? Come yeah. on, go. I hate you, dude. I hate you so much, man. <laughs> 
so you have no weird quarantine cups. I, I got a like a, no, it's like the, like I get well, I guess like an air purifier. I got an electric toothbrush, but that's super responsible. Oh. That's not weird. Wait, Dude, wait, electric wait, toothbrush. You will never go back. You will never go back to manual. Trust me. Wait, wait, motherfucker! You're 39 years old and you've been brushing your teeth. No, no, I'm, I'm replacing one one make with another make. I'm, I'm moving from okay Ron to Panasonic to Sonicare or something. Yo, yo, Sonicare, yo, shout out Sonicare, sponsor the fucking podcast. Did we ever have as a sponsor? Or my, I'm thinking, no, of we never real, no, what no. real podcasts. The latter, yes. Oh, and I just gave them free fucking clout. God damn it, yo, chef, bleep that brand, bro, please. Mark that down. No free clap. Wait, like okay. the Jeffrey Katzenberg, like 10 minute streaming shit? Is that what you're no, talking he, about? Oh, bleep that too. Bleep <laughs> <all> these. <laughs> and that's what we call motherfucking comedy chef. Hit that motherfucking weenus. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, picking up for number one. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. Well, hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California Started from California.